The Ron and Fez Show starts right now. Buddies, it's the Ron and Fez show. Thursday. At least that's what science tells us. 
It's Thursday for now. Uh, I'm going over on the iBank, checking out the playlist feedback, and it's already become a war of you two lovers and you two haters. Contributing Bono's charity work. Yeah, that is a good reason to hate. Uh, the fact that he got flu shot for African kids is probably the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. No, they were sterilizing those African kids. It's a conspiracy. <laughs> Either way, I see it as positive. Last thing we need is African babies having more babies. Um, but it's always very funny as divisive as music can be. Whether it's you two and suddenly this is going to either make you incredibly happy or incredibly uh, sad. Like a bunny kick butt, very happy. Uh, Jimmy Finger Stinks just uh, actually put in boo. Typed in boo. Um, CH is very happy, except for Elevation. Didn't believe it belonged on the list. I like Elevation. Um, it's a Lara Croft movie. Now here's one from Edible Genius who says, I respect you two, but I hate their music, with the exception of Sweetest Thing. I didn't know that you could go through an entire band that you hate. Uh, I think we put this up yesterday, what Vulture is doing is a hate song, where they'll just ask people of songs that they actually hate. And I don't know if I hit that point. At least I don't think it stays permanent. Like, there could be some top 40 song that suddenly I've heard now 10,000 times and I decide, wait, I don't want to hear it anymore for a while. But I don't know if I have a song that I completely hate. Do you, Chris? Um, it came somewhat recently. Something that I totally hate is California Girl. G-U-R-L. <laughs> Katy Perry. Why? Um, you hate misspelling? The misspelling part, it just seems fucking... Uh, wait, oh, let's just correct this. It's not misspelling if it's on the internet. That is the way you spell girl on the internet. Uh, that, uh, Snoop Dogg being dragged into this thing. But I'm sure he actually just wanted to do it, but just yeah, maybe Snoop depressed. Snoop is very happy to be on a hit song. It's a fucking Beach Boys fucking song, not goddamn Katy Perry. So it's California Girls, by the way, is the Beach Boys song. And spelled differently. <laughs> it's so once on. you put a certain title, no one else can ever have it again. Katy Perry is from California, and she should know better than to do this. And the stupid candy, the video even also made me fucking totally nuts. Let's take a journey. This is but just... this is not the the remake of the Beach Boys. No, no, no. But it, it, I feel it's associated with it. Like, the, the kids today are going to fucking think, California Girls, oh yeah, that Katy Perry song. No, it's the Beach Boys. I, I just think that you've gone too far with this. No, the hate will never end. Uh, ask the kids over there, too. I want them to come up if they have a song, Hate. I, uh, all right, let's go over to Jason. Jason, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Hey, Ron Fez. Uh, sorry, I can't stand. I love Bob Seger. I really do. But old time rock and roll is the most overplayed song. It's played at every wedding in the Midwest. Now, all right, I, I will grant you that. But did you hate the song on the songs, Merritt? Or do you hate the song for being played too much? I hate the song for being played too much. I actually liked it when it first came out. Other songs are like um, "Bad to the Bone" by George Thorogood because it's overplayed. Overplayed. It's I see. Wild. I see. I don't think that you can blame that on a song itself. If you want to blame radio programmers or wedding DJs, then I think you have the right to do that. 
The problem with this song is that it is really the song that Grandpa will dance to. And that's that's going to create hate. This is a good tune. I don't know what this guy's talking about. <laughs> oh, God. No, you know what? The, the hate started with this song with Tom Cruise in his underwear. Because that made all the moms go, oh, I like this. Um, all right, stop it now. Now I'm starting to hate it. Uh, Fez Watley, a man who generally hates music. Well, you don't want to hate music as much as don't understand it. Yeah, to, well, to me, it just drones on and on. It just right. But it is there a song? Noise. Is there a song in particular? Yeah, um, this song actually not only made me hate music even more, but made me hate a little girl. I whip my hair back and forth. Talk about droning, but this and is repetitive. The, but this is the thing. That song is for little girls. That's the thing that always weirds me out. It's like a uh, uh, it wasn't meant for children. It was not meant as a kids song. Um, here's uh, Kevin. Kevin, you're on the Run and Fez show. Hey, buddy. Yeah. Absolutely fucking hate Pearl Jam's Last Kiss. It- song makes me cringe when I hear it. No, here, no. here's the thing. A, that's a cover song. And B, finally a song that isn't aimed at little kids or uh, got overplayed. What is it that made you hate it so much? The sadness of that car accident? This was actually like an old, like early 1960s song. Alright, he fell off. God damn it, I really wanted to hear that. Uh... Here's uh, John in Virginia. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, guys. Anything by Grand Funk Railroad, but especially Grand Funk Railroad American Band. Now, first of all, the attack on Grand Funk Railroad, I'm sure you don't uh, have closer to home in that. An American band tells the story of touring in the 1970s. This is exactly... And Bon Jovi felt the need to cover it. Update. Listen, oh, to that God, you gotta play it. Uh, I guess it's more or less a personal thing. I never really liked the band, and my dad just loved the band growing up. And all right, this is a really good them. point. Dad hate. This is some dad hate here. Um, this song is very funny because it's so fucking specific. I always get a kick out of songs that name actual people. You're like, well, how's that, how are the rest of us supposed to relate to that? What, you don't know him? Um, here is, um, let's go over here to, to Mongo. Hey, Mongo, what's happening? Uh, I, Kiss, I want to rock and roll all night, is repetitive. It's annoying. It's like they have the chorus on a loop for three minutes. Um, get to the hook, stay there. Get to the hook and stay there. Radio programmers happen to love this one. Uh, and this is one of the ones that... Kiss fans kind of hate because this brings in the non-Kiss fans. Oh no. God forbid a non-Kiss fan shows up. Um, Jacob, you're on the Run of Fez show. Jacob. Yeah. In Oklahoma. Go ahead, buddy. Yeah, hey, uh, Fuji's killing me softly. Worst fucking song ever. Now that, of course, is another remake song. What makes you hate Killing Me Softly? It's just nails on the board. Uh, it's just awful to listen to. See, it's very funny. People can't. No they cannot specifically explain their hate for certain songs. I'm willing to go to this level, though. I think maybe this song was popular 
when a girl didn't like you or something that happened, you didn't fit in with the cool kids in the cafeteria. Yeah, it's great fucking background music. To You know, I relate to this now. I, I love it. Nothing wrong with the Fugees. How about just getting to the song, Fuge? It's been it in already. <laughs> I know. Uh, here's uh, Pat in the Bronx. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, guys. Um, Dropkick Murphy shipping off to Boston because all the kids who uh, go to the concerts now just know that song and then leave immediately after. <laughs> and you know who's so happy about that? The Dropkick Murphys. <laughs> Do you know how much better it is to be a band if someone knows one of your songs? You can thank uh, Martin Scorsese for that, guys. Fuck it, it was played four times in the party or whatever. It was great every time, actually. I can honestly say I'm not sure if I know another Dropkick Murphy song. I know that would hurt Dave's feelings. Now I'm going to check with our kids over there before I go back to the phones. Pip, you have a song that you hate? Yeah, it really comes down to commercials kill all songs for me. And that um, that Carnival Cruise one just murders me. The, the uh, Lust for Life? Yeah, bang that drum all day, this one. Oh, no. That's oh. I don't want to work. But it is true. I don't want to work. I just want to bang on the drum all day. It's much more fun. But it is awful to have your song tied in with a Carnival Cruise line. Don't wanna work. I wanna get off the shitty boat. Why don't the engines work? Um, here's Andrew. Andrew, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, buddy. Uh, Life is a Highway by Tom Cochran is the stupidest fucking metaphor that's ever been made. But it is true. Life is a highway, and I wanna ride it all night long. <laughs> This song has never left jukeboxes, by the way. It shows up in lots of like tribute videos. People throw it into their YouTube videos and shit all the time. <laughs> but you'll go into any bar in America and you can find this fucking song. <laughs> and by the way, no one sings it until the hook. It all night long. Everybody's really their beers up. Here's our buddy Givac, who is a fine musician in his own right. I'm sure there's no songs that he hates. <laughs> Howdy, buddy. Yeah. There are there are songs by entire bands that will make me die for the radio. I mean, there's bands <laughs> I just despise for whatever reason. But the one song that I it, it's uh, I can't even explain my hatred for it. I mean, I I literally want to kill these guys when I hear it. That I would walk 500 miles song. It never leaves film. For some oh, reason, God, I it shows it. up in a lot of hipster rom coms. Oh, the most annoying. So I don't know what it is. I, I don't know if it's just the, the whole March sound of it or whatever. It is. I, I it's v it's very marchy. There's no doubt about it. The, the weird thing is, that I was thinking this the other day, there are songs like on classic rock radio I've heard literally 10,000 times, and I don't get sick of them. There are some songs I will I get just as charged up hearing them 
Apparently that's true of all of America, because classic rock radio hasn't changed since I was a baby. It's been exactly the same playlist. All right, thanks, G. Back. In the seventies, it's so true. But yeah, man. But yeah, that's that Proclaimer song. Here it is for you. Here's your favorite song in the world. This uh, movies love this song. Rob Cross, the man with the golden ear, is uh, here. I, I love this topic because I have so many of these. But there's like there's two that really vex me, and one is um, is Chattahoochee by <laughs> fucking Alan Jackson. Have you ever heard that song? Way <laughs> down yonder on the Chattahoochee, it gets hotter than a hoochie coochie. That's I, the fucking I stay, lyrics. I, it's awful. I stay away uh, from a lot of Alan Jackson. I do too, but this fucking song, for whenever it came out, it was like kind of ubiquitous, and it is, it is the dumbest lyrics, and it gets stuck in my head, and I just fucking hate hoochie coochie as a lyric to a song. Uh, this may be one hundred percent hate because you'd be the only one that knows it. Oh no, no, it's like, very big, very big in the like country a, circles, oh, very it's like big, a massive country song. A lot of times they'll play the country station in our in the bathroom here. And a lot of times I'll think, is this a parody song? Because they the lyrics get so bad in, in New Country. Yeah, true. Oh, come on, that's so bad. It's like a... This is a joke. This song's a joke. No, Hoochie Coochie's really hot. <laughs> He's right about that. Hoochie Coochie is hot. What is a Hoochie Coochie? Don't worry about it. I is think it it's a, a vagina. If I had to guess, yeah, it's a vagina. Pussy. I knew that, but I, I didn't know what the Hoochie part was on. Yeah. I guess shaking, dancing, vagina. <laughs> That's hot. But like a slutty hoochie, hoochie mama. And then the the other song I hate, and it's more just it's not the overplay thing because it is severely overplayed. It's just there's a vibe to it that is off putting, and it, <laughs> and I've heard it since I was a kid, and it always creeped me out. Hotel California by the Eagles just fucks with me. I don't like it. I like that. I, I, you can check in any time you like, but you can never leave and stabbing beasts with steely knives. It's just fucking bad imagery. I hate well, it. It's a metaphor for how much they were partying with all their money and success. <laughs> At age six, I don't think I got that <laughs> part of it. It just, it really just. I don't know. It's, it's just, what about the guitar? Do you like that at all? I don't even hear that. The whole thing, I can't. It just creeps me. You know what I mean? You know how the song just creep you? This well, one just creeps me. I will say this: that Spanish version brought me back on. Um, that showed up in uh, what's that movie? Lebowski. Yeah, in the Lebowski. Ah, uh, God, I forgot all about that. <laughs> Nothing can breathe life into the song but for me. It's, just... it's very funny because we were talking about there's an Eagles documentary that's three hours. Of the Eagles talking about how they, you know, made a lot of money. And uh, it's so funny that that band may be the most successful band that people get furious with. I don't yeah. even know if they hate. There's just something about the way they handle it that, that people hate. Yeah, that doesn't help. That doesn't mm -hmm. help with my detest of the song. But yeah, I think those those are the two biggest. I mean, and then like anything that's... All right, like, listen to it in Spanish. Maybe it'll help you a little yeah, bit. Yeah, crank this up. Now, the good thing here is you won't understand the lyrics, but be happy about it instead of furious. I always thought the Hotel California would be a cool place when I was a kid. Like, what's wrong with California? It's awesome. Hotels are pretty cool. They have pools, but that place sounded, sounded awful. Por el camino del desierto, 
Yeah. Maybe they'll help you a little yeah, bit. That's cool. Is this a Gypsy King? Yeah. yeah. Well, they can do that. And they can sing anything. Is they can do hoochie coochie or shadow hoochie into it. Sound pretty dope. I, I. It's very weird that you've hooked on to two songs well out of your format. So you would never work oh, yeah, in radio in either I, one of these formats. No, no. I mean, you usually don't hate things that you actively try to find. You know, right. there's things that just like kind of osmosis. Play. And you hated this like not for being overplayed. You hated this just from word go. It has a horrible, you know some songs just have a vibe to them, yeah. you know? Like some songs are just really heavy on atmosphere and for some reason that song just always creeped me out. Always. Like the Eagles song New Kid in Town always embarrassed me oh, God, for the singer. Because like really you're fucking all upset because a new kid came around that everybody likes and it's not you. And I'm like, why don't you hang out with a new kid too? Maybe you'll end up digging him. It's too new. Give, <laughs> give the new kid a little fucking time. He's new. Let everybody fawn on him uh, for a know. little bit. I don't know anything about him. And... That is kind of a jealous, shitty, shallow song. It's pussy. It. It's straight fucking pussy. I always hated Hart's Dog and Butterfly because the lyrics were really bad. But it's a it dog and a butterfly. Like, I know. It's just gross. What you don't why. understand, in the air they jump so high. I know. But the I thing know. is, only the dog's really jumping high. The butterfly isn't. <laughs> Um, anyway, I, thank you for letting me back. I'm glad you got it off your chest. He's got a golden ear, so when he hears something he doesn't like, it actually gives him pain. <laughs> He's not like other people. A superhero. Um, here's uh, Murray. Murray, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, what's up, fellas? We're building a pyramid here. I think uh, my most hated song is George Thurgood's one whiskey, one shot, and one beer. It's just kind of him well, for, battling back and forth. First of all, that's John Lee like, Hooker. Man, like what, man? Well, that no. part of it's called the Haslam Blues, but that is John Lee Hooker. To hate that song and to hate John Lee Hooker is to hate the American dream right off the bat. Some of you people, so uh, I'm I am stunned how many people don't even know who originally did these songs. That some of these songs are cover songs. That guy was probably a communist sleeper cell. Um, Brian, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, I hate to call me maybe, and it's not just because it sucks. It's for a very specific reason of you can almost hear in her voice how she's smiling when she's singing it, and it just drives me up a wall. The thing is, this song also not for you. This song is for teen girls. And why can't they have their things? Because it got really... It got so popular that people other than teen girls found out about it, probably. When they all started to do the YouTube parodies? Yeah. See Harlem Shake. That song was for people on Molly. Not for fucking... <laughs> I don't know, the swim team in Georgetown or wherever the fuck happened. Or You're right about that. <laughs> you are right that everyone thought, Hey, we'll make our own Harlem Shake. For every office in fucking America. Now, people that hate this, look how young this singer is. And her audience is obviously five or ten years younger than her. <laughs> how could you not want the kids to have something? Um, here's uh, Ben. Ben, you're on the Running Fest show. Running. Yeah. Uh, I had this real douchey kid went to high school with it and always pull up in the school parking lot playing old music like he just discovered it, you know, like from the 70s. <laughs> this is in the 90s, like, look what I heard. And the one song that just made my skin crawl was Cat Stevens' Wild World. He played it like it was the best shit he ever heard. So and, really, you hate this kid, and this song is the theme song I, for the kid that you hate. 
I can't imagine blasting this into your high school parking lot in the 90s. I didn't know that was a sensitive young man back there in 96 listening to Cat. He should have been listening to fucking corn, dude. I was uh, working in radio doing the first uh, Iraq uh, War when radio stations started putting the cat out. And I'm like, really? We want to join the fucking album burning? That's what we're about here? Twice that's happened in radio. Uh, the other time was the second Iraq War when they started burning uh, Dixie Chicks albums. All because one of the Dixie Chicks uh, didn't think it was a good idea that we went to war. So let's melt their albums. Done. They're the biggest fucking country stars. Now, everybody thinks it wasn't a good idea. We went into that war, and yet no one has ever sent an apology letter to the Dixie Chicks. Um, here's Gary in Indiana. You're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, Ronnie. You know, I really dig this Haunting Heads, man, but I hate this fucking song, Once in a Lifetime. I mean, there's not much speed. The hook's kind of weak, you know? It's just kind of, ugh. But I'd rather, uh, I'd rather take an enema than sit through that fucking song. Yeah. Maybe you just like ass play. <laughs> Come on, the beginning of this song is fucking great. Don't this plays awesome. in a lot of movies though. Down and out in Beverly Hills. It was all over the trailer for that uh, Nick Cage movie where he switched lives from a rich guy to a family yeah, man. Yeah. Talking Heads gets used a lot. Actually, this could be the fucking Ronnie B theme song every once in a while. I actually have to blast this and go, well, how did I end up here? Oh, no. I had such plans. Um, Mike, you're on the Run of Face show. Ronnie, uh, the song that really makes me want to punch babies in the face is uh, Sweet Home Alabama for two reasons. One, I cannot stand Southern Pride. And two, I, I, they, they talk shit about Neil Young in it, and, and I just cannot stand that song. And I, and I hate that people sing along with it. To every you know one of the people who sings along with it? Neil Young. He loves his shit out of it. It may be one of the more overplayed songs of all time, though. This might have been the first song I downloaded off Napster. <laughs> I've, 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 yeah, like, yeah, Young, this is for free. <laughs> this is the shit. Young fucking Chris Stanley in his room with a rebel flag. <laughs> well, it was actually a rebel beach towel, but he was using it as a flag. <laughs> uh, Brian, you're on the Run of Fez show. Brian. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Paying attention. You shook me all night long. Most overplayed rock song in the history of hip hop nightclubs. I yeah, I will tell you this. I uh worked quite a few naughty nighty contests in my life and any girl who danced to this song won the five hundred bucks. <laughs> Every fucking time the place would go crazy. And if you're in a titty bar, it is really nice just to finally hear any rock song after a while. Chris, you're on the Run of Fest show. We got a 
really get out of this. This was unexpected. I forgot what even started it. Was it you? It was the YouTube, the people beefing on the YouTube oh, playlist. Oh, yeah. The love and hate. Uh, uh, what do you got there, Chris? Hey, I used to work 12-hour days in a pizza shop, and every time that Counting Crows song, Along the Sun Road, come on, I mean, it's a shitty song, but it would make time stand still for me. It's like an 18-hour day. That's, that's fucked up. Uh, my friend Kathleen from the Bronx has this tattooed on her neck. She has long December on one side, the other side by the Counting Crows. Isn't that weird? That's, she's a fan. She is a fan. Good song to let you up to. Maybe this year will be better than the last. Maybe. Can't remember the last thing that you said as you were leaving. It actually feels like long December out there today. We got one of those like light snows but swirling. It just looks like depression. Pick one, snow. Either don't snow or fucking go heavy. This middle ground shit annoys me. You need a vacation. No, dude. I'm seriously. I, fuck that. Why don't you take a three day weekend? Why don't you take <laughs> either Friday or Monday off? It's all great. Because I came in here today. You look like an unmade bed, and you're exhausted, and you're mumbling everything to me. I didn't. Yeah, I, but mumbling mu fast. The mumbling's bad. Yeah, and you're like, well, you got that other thing I took care of. You ain't gonna have it ever. I'm like, what, dude? It's gravy. There's no reason that you should be screaming at the weather and telling them to pick one side to go. You're just angry. I just want I want a lot of snow or none at all. Because when it's just a little bit, it's just slush. Especially in the city, it's fucking... There's it's, no slush. You get a, you're not going to have to worry about it. <laughs> this isn't even sticking. That's even more annoying. Good, Fez. Way to jump in his fucking face. He deserved it. <laughs> How you two weird? How's your weird kid doing today? Is he okay? Uh, I, yeah, he's okay. He's he's good. We've got an intern on the edge. Today he came in like to totally healthy. Over his sickness, he came I in worry chipper. About him. He came in chipper today. I don't know if you can catch retarded, but he's getting worse. No, he's very functioning. All right, I got to bring the big cat into this. He doesn't like music, and I know he's got a lot on his mind today. What is it, BC? Well, you know, we were talking about climate change the other day. I think Transition. I think this is a pure sign of it. Florida is getting ready for swarms of what they're calling mega mosquitoes. 20 times the size of regular mosquitoes. I will tell you this. I will believe it when I see it. Because I've been waiting for killer bees now for 30 fucking years. And I've read articles for 30 years about killer bees. This has to be a product of the climate changing. Why don't we wait till we see them until regular people say they see swarm? But are you telling photo on the iBang? But I, I see that there's one. But where is it from? This is not a new species, correct? No, but now they're invading Florida. From where? That uh, I think they're like an African thing. Yeah. So they're not invading. They're not flying over here from Africa, right? No, the eggs are. They're like developing here. The eggs are being dropped. You you and can't. Summer they're going to hatch. I, I just want to explain to you about species. It doesn't get hot, so eggs develop. Somebody had to bring these fucking things to Florida. Right now, Florida is filled with stuff that doesn't belong there as it is. Maybe they're from DR. 
Yeah, there's all kinds of snakes that weren't supposed to be in Florida. Somebody showed up with these things. And they can sting through the clothing. Like if you're wearing a shirt, and it's going to sting you right through your jeans or your shirt. There's a giant stinger on that motherfucker. And they're, uh, also, the scientists are also saying that they're going to be very resistant to any sort of mosquito repellent. All right, so you're blame, you've made the leap to climate change. Oh, yeah, I think now Florida <laughs> has changed enough that it can now support and mosquitoes how, 20 times their normal size? That's not right. But here's the deal. No one says that, that heat brings bigger mosquitoes. I blame those green Or that bastards. somehow Florida never was hot enough for large mosquitoes. I get that there may be some large mosquitoes from Africa down there. I don't know if it has anything to do with climate change. And I want to know who the weird guy is who has to pin that mosquito to that little thing. <laughs> It's just going to turn into a sci-fi movie. I remember when channel. I... It's like a science, a sci-fi channel movie. Mega Shark versus Super Octopus or whatever they are. It's definitely a bigger mosquito. How or why it got there, I don't know. I don't know if it has to do with climate change. I blame sinkholes. It's they, now a bird of prey. They came out of the sinkhole from the center of the earth. <laughs> All right, it's the Ron and Fez show, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. What do you got for me, Big Chris? All right, Amazon.com better watch its ass because Google's decided that they want to get into the e-commerce game. They decide that they're going to create a service like Amazon where you can just buy shit online, except they'll give same-day delivery. They're figuring out how to just use courier system to just, if you buy, let's say it's gone the Google Amazon account, Order something, it gets you same day delivery. Like a pizza. Yeah, it's like pizza, but for all products. For yeah, but much oh, like an Amazon. Yeah, but see, here's the deal. All they need is deals with regular fuck stores, right? Like, why wasn't Barnes and Noble on this a long time ago? Yeah, they're making de deals. They're making deals with some retailers and testing the service out right now. So they would actually do the deal with Barnes and Noble. Yeah. Because if you've got a Barnes and Noble within five ten miles of your house, um, why wouldn't you be able to just do that immediately? Just send a kid over and drop off a book. Exactly. That's what that's Google's idea. Amazon's fucked. They're done for. Well, what do people get from Amazon besides books? Everything. Do you, they really? You can get food, yeah. electronics, clothes. I never go there. All sorts of shit. Every, literally anything you want is fucking sold on Amazon. Now. Dildos. They sell But really, what is, the, what is the point to ship something from fucking, you know, 2,000 miles away if it's already in that area? If anything, it's a waste of energy besides time. You know, it's, it, it would be smart if everybody who delivered anything had local people. Yeah, that's what that's what Google's that's what Google's doing right now. And get out of the warehouse business like Amazon is in. You know, when you see those Amazon things, there's just some giant warehouse like in Seattle or someplace. Why the hell do you need that? It's it's run by robots. Like just they just have robots just grabbing things. Everything's barcoded, so the robot just goes, grabs it, ships it. That's a fucking uh, an Amazon warehouse. Was it really? Yeah. These weird robots just running around the floor just grabbing fucking products. Jesus. Creepy looking. Um, this is also going to save money because if you order something from Amazon, it comes in an incredible amount of wrapping and a giant box for something twice the uh, box twice the size of what you're ordering. 
All right. So that's being taken care of as well. It's over. I order giant mosquitoes here, so I'll, I don't know when they'll be arriving. Fez is going to freak out. That's Apparently, the box. it got so hot that the eggs just appeared and then hatched. Um, here's, um, here's Don. Don, you're on the Run and Fez show. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, them uh, mosquitoes that uh, Fez is talking about, we've had them in Texas for a bunch of years. Uh, you know, I mean, it's not anything new. They look like the uh, the ones on, what's that movie, Starship Troopers or whatever? No, that would really be, that's a fucking bug planet you're living on now. That's where we're headed, if they're just uh, getting more and more uh, gigantic like this. I just want you to understand something. You're not the, the mosquito was not getting more gigantic. It's a different species of mosquito, <laughs> a species that has always existed. Yes, but now it's finding a place to exist in more places. Only because it was brought there. It's not go. It's not flying in from Africa. For somebody has brought these mosquitoes to somewhere else. If you went down and checked into Florida, they always have this problem. It's one of the reasons why Australia is crazy about what you can bring into and take out of the continent. Because their uh, ecosystem there, they don't want anybody to fuck with it. By the way, there's a there's a, an insane... Uh, thing on Sundance coming out on Australia where it looks like the most beautiful country that you can imagine and the craziest people that you can imagine. I watched the first episode last night and my jaw was on the floor. That fucking nuts? Yeah. It looks like, well, this is the most beautiful place I can be murdered. This looks great. <laughs> oh, when this guy's done fucking... Uh, cutting my throat, uh, maybe on my last few seconds, I'll look at the view here. I really don't see Australia lasting too much longer. What? It's mostly desert to begin with. No, it's not. And then, like, that Great Barrier Reef is, like, so tenuous on if it can survive or not. I could see if climate change rolls in, Australia just being abandoned. Did someone give him a climate change pill today? Is he going to tie it in with everything? Thanks to climate change, Google can now send you the same day you order it. Um, Terry, you're on the run of Fez show. Buddies. Hey. Uh, Ronnie, I don't know if you heard the story about the 24-year-old intern that got mauled by a lion out in California yesterday. Yeah, I did see that. Yeah, man, it's very sad. But uh, would you let Popcorn feed the big cat you keep in the studio? No. We're, I keep all the interns away from the big cat. Oh, this is why I'm the mentor. <laughs> I always work under the don't fuck the interns premise. I believe in it. Especially during this climate change that we've been experiencing, where it seems like the interns are getting larger. <laughs> Just take a fucking look at Matty Ice. And I mean, he's massive. He's like That's the biggest intern we've ever had. No, he's second biggest. Dana was number one. This oh, yeah. one, seven foot four, Matty Isis. I've seen him with beer kegs in each hand. He likes He's fucking holding on to him. He likes getting fucked he up. He is massive. Um, here's uh, Nikki in Florida. You're on the Run of Fez show. 
high. This thing with Google is huge. They'll be able to tap into the local market by advertising that the, that the um, items are going to come from the local Barnes & Noble, and local courier services will be able to do it. They'll be able to tap into the environmental aspect of not having it being shipped from, um, you know, California when you, you have it right down the street. It's huge. Here's the interesting thing about Google. No one knows how many businesses they seem to be in, but... We don't focus, like, Facebook gets all this focus, Apple gets all this focus, and Google, it seemed like they're an old story, but every time you turn around, oh, Google has cars now. Oh, Google has glasses where you can see into the future. This search box that's on every computer is just a front. I know, it is. It's the least of what they do. Yeah, it seems like they just look at an industry and say, "Hey, I think we could do that better." Yeah, there's going to be Google, there's going to be Google fried chicken. Well, I didn't know. Now, what, who is Google uh, tied in with on cell phones? Well, they they decided not to make a cell phone for a long time. They just decided to create an operating system, software that could be put on phones, so then they weren't just limited to just one carrier. So they just every carrier just started using Android software. So now it's now it's literally iPhone or Android. Do you know that I had no idea uh, until like yesterday that Droid was Google? Oh yeah, it's I had no Google. idea. They should have just called it Google, and then I could get. They have to call it the same thing over and over. But it's weird. They're in so many different areas. Uh, and then somebody told me that the Google Plus, which I remember making fun of the day that it uh, came out, is beating the shit out of Facebook now. Well, Facebook's losing people, and, and Google Plus is—they're still going. They're, they haven't abandoned it. They're still pushing it hard. Is it doing well, or is it? I mean, having not abandoned doesn't sound like a positive business statement. <laughs> It's—they're it, it, still updating it. And they're still—they're—they're they're doing well with it. Okay. It's not like Google Wave, which was a giant fucking disaster, which they said was going to be the the best thing ever. Well, you shit. know what hurt Google Wave? What's Climate that? change. Oh, my God. Climate change, if you notice, is making our phones smaller. <laughs> I, and flatter. I am just um, taping my Android to my glasses and telling everybody I got Google Glass. Oh, my God. This, no, they're not going to. Everyone knows what Google Glass looks like now. It's just a fucking wire. It's like some weird fucking crystal thing on the front. Yeah, they just they just decided to fucking just take people's shit away. It's fucking nuts. Eventually, they're going to be called out for being a monopoly, right? I mean, it feels like. Well, you're not a monopoly if you keep going oh, into different. Right? I'm sorry, but well, you go ahead and answer. Uh, as I try to explain to you, I want your, I want your center of my thing. They're diversifying their well, business practices. See, see, here's the thing, though. You can also be a different type of monopoly. Uh, if you go in like just one direction with it, but now they've like even like uh, what is it the live wire or what what's the uh, concert thing? It's live. Live Nation. Yeah, they started to sell albums and stuff, so it's really weird. I don't know how it works. I think it's only a monopoly if they take you to court and break you up. Is the only way to actually prove someone actually is a monopoly. All right. Well, I guess Google's safe then. I don't know. Remember, Microsoft thought they were safe until eventually they just went in and said to them, okay, um, you guys have done a great job. Now Bill Gates is off your team, 
and we're breaking up some of this stuff. Why? Uh, you're just way too good at this. We need to stop you. And that's what happened to monopolies. I'm like, monopolies weren't doing anything fucking um, illegal, really. When we, and it was Teddy Roosevelt who went after him, but he just said, look, we've got to keep playing the game. Like, if you were actually playing Monopoly, you don't want to keep playing the game where one guy has everything and everyone else has nothing. So, I guess at a certain point, and it'll be up to Google to figure out how and what they want to be in business of. But it's weird. Every time that you turn around, you just hear that they're dominating something new and not getting the real you know, heat for it. No one really talks about them as much. It's strange. Oh, they're also very secretive. Like, they, they, they rarely let people inside their offices and shit. I've seen them their offices on 60 Minutes. Yeah, but... They're doing a, they're doing a goddamn movie this year with uh, Vince Vaughn. That's they, They're doing that on purpose to make it seem like they're fucking slaying people. So, all right, well, so what do you know that we don't know? That What happens in these secretive vaults? I'm saying that no one knows what's really going on behind there. That they all their people, their employees, are like, it's like a fucking cult, all right? They, they keep them at the goddamn facility all day long. They don't want them to go home. They, well, they that, eat there. They fucking work out there. They fucking do everything. They do their laundry there. Yeah, because the, what their point is, we don't want you running off to do stuff. We'll do it for you for free. By the way, come up with something that changes the fucking world by 5 o'clock. That's, that's how one guy came up with Gmail. But, I mean, you talk about being secretive. You work in a business that it takes two security stops to get into. I'm sure they have their own security force. Like fucking yes. Blackwater or whatever. Or us. Or us. <laughs> we have our own security force. I heard they have a goddamn Harrier jet that they bought. They have like a fucking military jet. Yeah, so your point, the X Men. Your point is that Google's going to attack us now. I'm saying Google's fucking. T they are positioning themselves into every single goddamn industry so that they have a hold over uh, their hands and everything. You and Fez both need a vacation. You're both talking fucking insane. I'm fucking talking more important than I ever have in my entire life. Uh, my stuff is at least Wait, real. You just said more important? <laughs> on, I, point. Uh, <laughs> on point. On point. I couldn't understand the mumbling. I thought you said I'm talking more important than I ever had in my life. So out of nowhere today, and I've never heard this from you before, yeah. you feel the nation needs to fear Google all on the fact that they're going to drop off uh, 50 shades of uh, gray for me within five hours. <laughs> Same day? That, what the <laughs> hell does that happen? Ever? No. Pizza, does it? Not for like random other objects. Every, they're making every business but why would Why wouldn't it work the same way as a pizza delivery? The point of a pizza delivery is not to have pizzas in Oklahoma and then ship them out all over the country. It's to put in little shops and then do it. Why wouldn't that work for any other business? If, if anything, this idea should have came up 30 years ago. It's a great idea. But you can't trust them because they're fucking they're, they're they're taking over the goddamn country, now if not in, the world. Now you're getting the Archie Bunker. You want in from you and I saying, "Hey, what a better delivery system that is." To you, for some reason now, think that Google is out to hurt us. Are you one of those people that thinks that they watch you and where you go and all that kind of stuff? Oh uh, well, I know they either constantly their their software is looking through my email. Like my, uh, I'll email some some. There'll be a subject in an email, and then. The next or in ten minutes, there's ads for it. They're reading through your shit. 
I mean, yes. Google. I just assumed I'm being watched on my computer anytime I go to the internet. Well, let me tell you, I know both of you, and I'm bored watching you for these four hours. Oh, come on. Well, there is nothing about you that Google needs to keep a fucking dossier on. Google in 2008 bought a light attack jet. Um, here's uh, John in California. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, uh, I work as a courier in San Francisco, and I can actually just walk right into Google all the time. There's like, no security there. It's a front. You just, <laughs> you just <laughs> heard it from a guy who works there, who works near there, just goes in and drops stuff off. No, see, they, they, you might have trouble getting in if you're a centaur, though. They're just that's just the front, goddamn. That's what the that's a it's an illusion, is what they're fucking selling to you. Josh, uh, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, boys. And Pepper and Fez, you're both paranoid schizophrenics. If today was yes. your birthday, listen to the show. Australia yes. and uh, and Amazon don't exist in ten years. Like this is out of control, guys. You gotta settle down. Look, MySpace was the biggest thing in the world. It basically doesn't exist anymore. But that was what hot for I would say six years. I could be totally wrong. I'm not sure. But Amazon could get fucking knocked out. It could. What? Absolutely. Any ever? There's no con There's no company that ever lasts forever. Yeah. So I that's not a fucking wrong. That's not a bad thing. It also means that Google won't be around forever. If you went through everything a couple years ago, people were saying the same shit about Facebook that you're saying now, and now everyone's acting like Facebook are a bunch of assholes. They don't know what they're doing. I'm sorry. I remember when they were going to somehow dominate our lives. See, they got a goddamn movie made about them with the fucking stupid social network. That's what fucked them up. Stupid? How? Well, it's stupid for them. I like the movie, but the social network overexposed Facebook because it got all the Oscar nominations. And the and it brought out some kind of secrets that they were doing? Oh, no, no secrets. I'm just saying it overexposed Facebook to the point where, like, oh, Hollywood's all about Facebook. Now it's not as cool anymore. Now people are leaving it. So what you're saying is people can't be controlled. And if anything seems like it's not cool, they're done with it. And the people are making the choice what's cool and what's not cool. But see, what Google's doing mm. is they're staying underneath the radar and just immersing themselves into people's lives when they don't even know it. You didn't even know your phone was a Google phone up until yesterday. No, I didn't. People are using Google. Like, a search engine is Google. A search, there's no more other search engine. Sure the kids are using Bing. I don't trust those children. There's no talking to you. Evan, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, how you doing, buddy? Hey, yeah. Google should be running the country. They found a way to drive small business, help the recession, as well as they have hundreds of billions of dollars in savings. They're doing a hell of a lot better than the United States government's doing. Yeah, they have a successful business model. Doesn't mean I don't yeah. want I don't want my fucking overlord to be Sergey Brin. Some You'd rather promise. have an overlord of a, of a government that can't find a way to drive up the small No one elected market. Sergey Brin, dude. All right? <laughs> what the fuck? He just decided I'm going to make a goddamn search engine. Oh, wait. I'm going to get some Harrier jets, and I'm going to fucking make sure everyone gets everything the same day delivery. You won't lay off the Harrier jets, will they, you? Why would they own a fucking attack jet? What, how old is that Harrier jet? The reason why they can buy it? 82. Yeah. It's, they bought a fucking antique. That's like saying the city of Philadelphia has a navy because there's a shitty navy yard filling up the Delaware Valley. It's a fixer-upper. 1982 Harrier jet. You don't have to worry. I do worry. Okay. It would be embarrassing if the United States was taken over by someone with a silly name. We couldn't beat back the Googles. 
Well, if you go into it, the corporate takeover of this country happened a long time ago. It wouldn't be a fight. It would just happen. It would just. It, it isn't a matter of that. It's who's giving money to. I mean, Fed's doing the thing of somehow, you know, the corporations haven't taken over. The elections are more or less run by big corporations, and they line up on different sides. Some of them pick both sides, but I thought we were all okay with that, and we let them give as much money as they want. The fucking Koch brothers throwing around $80 million in the last election. Those guys, don't trust those guys either. Who do you trust? Two fucking dudes in the story? <laughs> I trust you guys. I trust you guys. You you shouldn't trust me not to call nine one one right now. I'm gonna come over and fucking shoot a dart in your ass. Bullshit. I'm talk. I'm making a lot of sense here. Well, maybe not a lot of sense, but I'm making I'm making points. You need a vacation, dude. I'm good to go. I'm good to go. I'm fucking. Uh, I'm concerned. Your eyes look like Stanley Kubrick's right now. You've gotten obsessive and strange. I'm fine with that. Because once it goes down, I'll be the one who is right. I fish a highway. I'm gonna have to take it back to Big Mosquito. Now, what's bothering you, Big 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 Bug? Oh, this Oregon couple that uh, had a hate crime perpetrated against them. Gay couple because. Oh, please, not today. Let's just take the day off gay news. All right, one day. All right. Thanks. Just one day. Because I'm the one who has to answer the e emails. Does every fucking story have to be a gay story? Let's just keep the gay out of the way. We're all against crime of all kinds. Of any kind. We're, we're on the side of not doing crime against people. I'm a big fan of no crime. Uh, Matty Ice has got his uh, five today. Matty Ice rocked a five. All right, well, let's bring him in, and let's do the five. It's the five. It's five. Oh, the song's not quite long enough, but we could replay it rather than sit there. There's Matty Ice. How are you, Matty? I'm good. You're doing okay today. How tall are you? Seven six? I'm right around seven six. <laughs> How tall are you actually? In between six four and five. Somewhere. Uh, that would be six four and a half. Yeah, six four and three quarters, something like that. What what do you like to tell people? You're six five? I though? usually say six five just yeah, easier. Smart. <laughs> yeah. Smart. I round up. Uh you put together a five for us today. What is it? I did. It's uh five sports records that will stand the test of time. Five unbreakable, in my opinion, sports records. Is it Doc Ellis pitching a perfect game while doing L S D? Is that a record, I, really? Well, it's an, uh, uh, it, to me it is, yeah. Uh, stuff that you can do on acid. It's yeah. almost impossible to pull off. And it was, a, by the way, it was a no-hitter because he walked a bunch of people. Yeah, yeah. There was just tons like, of people. He, he like nine or ten walks in that game. What really makes me angry is that this thing was not on TV, that we've never seen it done. Yeah. Um, all right, what do you got for, for well, me? It, it was tough for me because I could have... Done this with just all Wilt Chamberlain records. That's Although, hysterical. I could have done the 42 with all Wilt Chamberlain records, it <laughs> seems like. But I put him in for 55 rebounds in a single game, which is, I think, more unbreakable than the 100 points or the 
50 points per game just because in today's NBA, there's no team right now that's averaging as a full team more than 46 a game. So he's he got 55 in one game. He was the single most unstoppable player in the history of any sport. And everyone knows, you know, yeah, Wilt was good, but so when you look at his stats, you see just how incredible he was at that point. He was just above the game. I wonder what they decided, like, when they played him. Did they just say, we'll give up whatever to Will and let's just beat the rest of it and, you know, try to hit from the outside? Because the great thing about Will Chamberlain is I think he'd only won two championships. Yes. Even though he was easily the most dominated player in the game. Russell, uh, who you would have to say was not as good as a player as well, has 11 championships. Mm-hmm. So now you do have that de- debate. Is it better to be that kind of team player or just unique individual? It's a big it's a big debate. But the thing about Wilt is, I think it tells it all when you see that he was traded twice in his prime. And, and the best players in the league don't get traded twice in their prime. You know? It is a, that's a fucking good point. The Celtics never would have traded Russell for anything. Right. You are right about that. Um... If you look at this, though, the 55 rebounds, no, no one ever do that. The 50 points a game, no one will come within, what, 15? I could have done that? anything with yeah. Wilt here. But the 50 points a game, it's not happening. The 100 points in a game, that's, I think... I have a possibility. That's, out of those three, three the most likely. Because of the three-point shot, if somebody suddenly gets hot in a game... I mean, Kobe had 81 a few years ago. If he makes five more shots and six more free throws, that's it. But do you remember that game that he had? I mean, he left it all out there. Yeah, his eighty-one was everything that he had if you're to saying, go out there. You know, like the right combination of player and coach who just doesn't care. Maybe it's possible. Well, they actually had it that night where they went, "Hey, we're playing in Hershey. No one gives a shit. Let's see how many Will can get." <laughs> it's hysterical when you think, and that also I don't think was televised, right? It was not. Unbelievable that some of these great fucking records. Uh, were not recorded. Yeah, there's no record of it. It's just, it happens. you got to believe him about it. 55, what do you think the next person is? Does anybody else even have 30 the, in one game? No one has come within 20 since then. Wow. Jesus. Wow. Which is like 40%. He's that far ahead of it. And the record came when, in the 1960s? 60s, yeah. All right, so in the 50 years... Um, no one else has come anywhere close to this. Teams don't come close to it. Teams average 46, like between 40 and 46 rebounds a game. All right, this is up on the iBang. This is five, five sports records that will not be broken. All right, what do you got next? I went to baseball. I did Cal Ripken Jr.'s consecutive games played streak at, uh, what was it, 2,632 games, which is just about 17 seasons worth of games. Well, the beauty of that is most of us thought it was stupid in the first place to even keep right. playing like that. If anything, Cal Ripken probably hurt his career by going for this record. But nowadays, with the athletes who make $20, 20000000 million, you're not going to put someone out there for, for that many games for that many seasons. It's just not worth the risk. Well, first of all, if you can get uh, somebody that can even play that long... Yeah. 
And then they've got to stay healthy every single day. I mean, you're not just talking about the wear and tears of the knees and the arm and stuff. You're talking about a guy who, who will play if he gets the flu or a bad head cold, which, by the way, also affects your numbers. And nobody wants to do that now. Right. Nobody wants anything to fuck with the slightest bit of their numbers because all the money is tied into it. See that? There's no one close to him on this list. It's Gehrig in second with, with 2,100. And then there's no one even over 1,400 after that. There's now, no one who's come close to it. Now, the funny thing is that was an unbreakable record with Gary. It was. Everybody said this will never happen again because of the way the game is. And then Cal Ripken is, uh, well, he, uh, for me, I never saw a guy go in and own a franchise like that, own a city like that, and... Be as respected around the league as he is. Yeah, right. Everybody that would look at Cal Ripken and say, anyone who plays baseball would have to say thanks to the guy. You know, you, you did a lot for the sport. Mm-hmm. All right, these are great, Chris. I don't see you disagreeing with either one. I like them. What's the more impre- What's the more impressive of the first two records? Wilt. Just dominating a, f- a single game. More like than that. going out and playing? That's for 17 just, years in a row? Th- yeah. uh, does that just seem like that kid in school that got the award every year for never tardy, never absent? Congratulations, you showed up. <laughs> Great. Good for you. What the fuck? But give me wealth every day over Cal Ripken Jr. I think both these records are going to be broke by Google. <laughs> I, I, I don't see it happening. I see it. All right, give us the next one. I put Pete Rose's hit, hits record on there. No one is ever going to be able to come up. What is it? Four thousand. Four thousand six hundred. Four thousand two hundred fifty-six. Wow. Jeter's about six hundred off. No, he's sorry. He's about a thousand off. And that's six years of uh, of being a top player left. I don't think he has it in him. He's got it. He's gonna keep a, a thousand. Jeter's how old now? Thirty-nine. See, the thing is, that would mean. Five seasons of hitting 200, yeah. which, by the way, to get a 200-fucking-hit season isn't all that common. And he'd no. have to do it five years in a row. He's good. I think, he's, I think he, has, he has a great what chance. What would you bet on this? $200 in the next five years. That he'll, <laughs> he'll fucking break this guy down. Okay, you got it. And I'm going to fucking hold you to it. And I will fucking find... Look, I'm making fucking Fez get married. I know. Because he shot his uh, mouth off. thing is... This record, you need a crazy combination of just skill and luck and durability, and it's not easy to get all three of those in one player. Yeah, I mean, you are right to include luck, because every great thing has, you know, luck involved in it. At least the circumstances have to be there for it. Uh, Chris, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey guys, I love Will, but that rebounding record isn't that impressive for a couple. It's impressive, but it's not unbelievably impressive for a couple reasons. Because they played in an era where teams used to average 70 or 80 rebounds a game because guys couldn't shoot worth shit back then. And he was a guy, too. And like, he was a phenomenal athlete. that would be a phenomenal athlete now. But he played against guys that were like 6'7", six, 6'8", six, white, and used to smoke at halftime. So right, it was but that's the like, thing. But but that's the thing of, of pushing things uh uh, a front. I mean, this is a giant leap ahead. When you look at Wilt, not only did he do all these things, but he put asses in the seats, and then he had people start to look at tall guys and say, look, 
you're not some freak that has to stay in your house, which used to happen to a lot of guys <laughs> that would hit seven feet. If they couldn't get a job with the carnival, that would be it. But you would take tall guys and say, look, you're not a freak of nature. You're a fucking athlete. And because of that now, we've got guys pitching and quarterbacking who are six 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 seven. Most and of now, those guys were like, you can't even ride a horse. Stay home. Then most teams don't want anyone under six foot for quarterback. It's, it's a huge knock against them. If you're under six six one, they just don't want you. There's Drew Brees and Russell Wilson. That's about it. Uh, and Russell Wilson looks like a child out there. He does. It's a really strange thing. And it was one of the reasons why uh, I thought his season was so fantastic last year that I had I thought no way is this guy going to be able to last. The thing is, at five eleven, how do you see over the ten guys in front of you who are all six six to six eight, six nine? It's not. An easy task for quarterback. Um, a lot of uh, people hurt by your list that there is no hockey. For some reason, they feel like hockey. Yeah, hockey's not my biggest sport, so I tend to go with the ones that I know more, which is. No, you were telling me the other day you didn't even consider hockey a major sport. You're it's, saying it's a minor sport. I'm saying it's it's number four, and it's number four by a long shot. Well, wouldn't you think that somewhere on this list, Gretzky shows up? Yeah, he could have. Talk about a guy who dominated his life and times. He could have, but there's you know there's another 50 records that could have shown up. Um, but I, I chose the ones that I could I could talk more about. Bruce, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, hey, Ronnie. Uh, I really like this guy. Matty Ice is a, is a good guy. He works hard at what he does, but I have to differ with his selection today for the number one guy. I mean, he's got to understand something. When Wilt played, it was back in an era where there was very, very few black men sprinkled through the NBA at that time, and he was a monster among midgets. He played with Jerry West. He played with guys that were just... But that is that is the point of this, that you've got to be able to to show up in your time and play. And this isn't a most impressive record. It's unbreakable records. Right. And that's an unbreakable record in this day and age. But let's suppose someone just shows up in any sport and they can run a 3-9. Then years from now, you can't act like, hey, back then, no one else could run a 3-9. So they were all bums. It happens. You leap ahead. You leap ahead. Uh, that's like saying, oh, look at Eddie Van Halen. Nobody was playing the guitar like that. So, of course, they showed up to see him. Yeah, they start doing it after they're shown. If you show people this is how it's done, then within five to ten years, everybody starts to do it. He changed the sport of basketball. Um, what do you got next? I have uh, Oscar Robertson's triple-double for a season. First of all, if anyone gets a triple-double now... Uh, they're the front page of the the right. fucking newspaper. Um, if someone put together five in a row, now ESPN would shut down <laughs> and just say, "We don't know what we can. <laughs> Our minds are so fucking blown. We don't know what we're doing anymore." In '61, he put together uh, thirty point eight points, twelve and a half rebounds, and eleven and a half assists. And and this wasn't even. He came within .1 points and .3 rebounds in different years of doing it three times in a row. So it's not like he, he did this once and then he was never the same. He came within .1 points of doing it the next year. And the weird thing is they just took it for granted with him. Like, 
a lot of times you'll hear people talk about the greatest NBA players of all time, and he's right. further down on the list. I mean, people give him more love to LeBron or Kobe than uh, Oscar Robinson. It's insane. Everyone's uh, asked all your grandfathers about him. So nowadays you need someone like LeBron James playing against a diluted league to even come close to this. Because even though he's the best player in the league right now, he's only at, I think, 25, 7, and 8. So he's not even really that close to a triple-double. And he actually doesn't go looking for him either. No. He plays to win. He kind of passes when he needs to. He rebounds when he needs to. He scores when he needs to. Right. He's not, he's not going for that every game. All right, this is the unbreakable list. That's the five. It's up on the iBank today. Uh, and no hockey. For some reason, no hockey. Yeah, no hockey. Uh, Cletus writes, Cal Ripken crawled to that record. It's still a record. It's, it's exactly what you're supposed to do with a record. It means you gave it everything that you <laughs> exactly. had. This goes to show why you cannot... Fucking impress the American public. If he gave up when he was tired, it wouldn't be a record. Yes, that would be the thing. I played until I was tired, so I played four games in a <laughs> row. And then I really wanted some of me time. Yeah, he was all banged up. He was insane. People debated it, the whole thing. And then when he... Br the whole entire time they debated whether he was hurting the game by doing it. And then when he got that record... The entire country, but this is the greatest record we've ever and seen. And he went 400 more games. Yeah. About. When they stopped cheering about it. Right. Um, all right, Blackhawks are coming up. Well, a lot of people like their hockey. It's very weird. There's not a lot of them, but they love it. Yeah. They just love it so. Uh, all right, what else you got for us? The last one was uh, Cy Young's career complete games. Because... He started 815 games in his career. He completed 749 of those. 91% of his games, he went the whole way through. Yeah, that is never going to change. Do you know, like, I probably made it to my teens before I knew that he wasn't a Chinese guy. In my head, I always thought he was Chinese. And I was like, I was, then I was like talking to my dad. I'm like, you know that Chinese guy that everybody talked about? He's like, what are you talking about? I go, Cy Young. He goes like this. This is why you're the stupidest person I've ever seen in my life. So there's something like Roy Halladay, who has been this generation's <laughs> Iron Man kind of guy. Yeah. He has 66 career complete games. <laughs> yeah, he's... This is... Well, anything back then, obviously... Right. Uh, back in those days, most of the time, they were just fucking... Just nine guys showing up. Exactly. <laughs> so no one's coming close close. Cy, there's no one else that can finish this game. <laughs> I know we're down by 11. Just keep it going. There's no one else who's coming near his his win total, and no one's even coming close to complete games. It's not happening. Uh, Joe came up with, uh, what about the 300 bowling? Uh, in bowling, no one will ever break that record. <laughs> it's true. Here's his Fez's um, 62 seconds of talking in a four-hour radio show. If only that was a joke, but I remember when that guy used to clock Fez. Um, I'm sorry we didn't have the Honky Tonk Man's longest intercontinental title reign. 464 days. I'm sorry, Fez. You it's honestly see that as unbreakable, though? <laughs> yeah, in this day and age, absolutely. They'll never let someone keep the strap like that for uh, that long. Uh, Chris, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, Ronnie B., how about... Uh 
How about Roy Hobbs sitting the home run with a bullet wound in his stomach? I, that I don't is think true. anyone's all ever do that. I'll tell you, Roy Hobbs was the best there's ever been. He was He's just the best. The best. But the 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 deal with him is he had made his own bat out of a tree that was hit by lightning. <laughs> and if you don't think that that helped quite a bit, was a, bat and bat. a lot of those times he would be batting, there would be a photographer two feet away from him <laughs> taking pictures with those fucking bulbs exploding back out at him. Unreal concentration on Hobbs. How did the how did the photography work then when a bulb would just shoot out like a bullet <laughs> at the person that was posing? Because uh, people say, can I take your picture? No, those <laughs> bulbs burn. And I really don't want to get one on my skin. Um, let's go over here to uh, Ryan. Ryan, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, buddies. How you doing? Yeah. I got a, a baseball record nobody ever brings up, but it'll never be broken. Is Johnny Vandermeer threw two back-to-back-to-back no-hitters in the late 30s. In order to break it, you'd have to throw three. And that's never going to happen. No, I would probably agree with that, that I don't right. imagine that we'll ever see three. Um, man, I would love to, though. That's one that almost made the list, but I, th- I thought these were the better options. Uh, yeah, because obviously you can right. look around, there's got to be 25 per sport oh, from the early days of sports. A ton. Um, Tony, you're on the Run of Fez show. Roddy, more impressive than Jack Nicholas's 18 wins is the fact that he finished 19 times in second place for majors. Nobody will ever beat that record. Tiger is done. No, I would agree with that, too, because you now have so many guys at that level. I mean, when you show up, how many guys could win any single week? Yeah, it's... it's... Is that Don King? There's much better parity now in... In Gotham, there was when it was just Tiger Woods. Don King's out there. It's unbelievable. <laughs> this place is nuts. <laughs> I had it in the back of my mind. I didn't even remember if Don King was still alive. He's up there. If you had asked me, I couldn't have told you. Um, let's go over here to uh, Brian. Brian, you're on the Run of Fez show. Oh? Yeah. <clears throat> what about... Uh... Ted Williams batting over 400 in a season. They'll never get broken. I don't know. People flirt with it every once in a while. I think it could happen. It, I mean, it most likely won't, but that's one that I think if you get the right player, it's well kind of possible. When George Brett batted, what, 390, they said he only needed two or three more fucking hits. I don't When you start and get into the mathematics of it all, uh, There's not a huge difference between 380 and 400, really. It's it's a difference, but it's 10 hits or so. It's not huge. Is he yelling only in America out there? Yeah, there's a lot of yelling going on out there. Good. Uh, here's the blowhard. I'm sure it'll be easy on the kid. Hey, kid, you got to start watching hockey. <laughs> do I? All. But I do agree. i got to give the kid credit. He went deep with uh, Will Chamberlain the most dominant player in the NBA in NBA history. And if you look at Will Chamberlain, he brought on the center play where you brought in great centers like Willis Reed, uh, Lou Alcindor. Changed uh, everything. Bob Lanier. So the center all became relevant when Chamberlain dominated. And if you notice in Chamberlain's career, when he had a face of Willis Reed or a Bob Lanier, 
he kind of got challenged and many times Willis Reed ate him for lunch. But that was also very late in Willis' right. career. career. Of course. You know? Now, the one record that people still want to argue with me, and I want to see it, and you're going to say it could happen, but I say bullshit, is 56-game hitting streak by Joe DiMaggio. I don't care about small ballparks. I don't care about AstroTurf or anything. That's a record that's never going to get beat. I, I just feel it. I know it. And this game of watered-down talent and expansion, I just don't see anybody hitting 56 straight games. I just don't see it. I mean, um, I will tell you this. Once you hit 30 now, the media attention and pressure, the pressure is ridiculous. If anybody was going to do it in our lifetime, Ronnie B, it would definitely be a Pete Rose. And how far, where did Pete get, 44? 44. Yeah. And the pressure on him was outstanding. And this is a guy who handled pressure and was really going to kill the guy that was throwing him junk instead of challenge him. I mean, the guy's like fucking throwing him knuckles and curves. And Come on, dude. We're fucking playing baseball. We don't have any pure hitters now in the game that could even come close to what George Brett did. Uh, and it's just watered down. The expansion is killing the game. Well, they also they don't want guys who hit singles. They That's want it. fucking home runs. I mean, they want Yankee ninety fucking American League ball players. They're saying they wanted somebody with power to take uh, to share his place was injured, and they're saying they want somebody with some power and some pop. Back in the day, if you could play the position like a Keith Hernandez and bat for average, you were fine. But now they made it a so-called power position. And it's ridiculous because so many great hitters, you got to get guys on uh, Here's another direction, though. One angry uh, Marine writes, writes this in, 1.12, and that's Bob Gibson's fucking season. Yep. That is mm -hmm. insane. That's not happening again either. Yeah. It's, it's not. World Series, what he did to that Yankee lineup in 64, he was throwing BBs. He couldn't hit the guy. I mean, incredible pitcher, very underrated when people talk about great pitchers. All right, Blowhard, I got a lot of people, so I got to right, jump guys, into this. Here's uh, Mickey, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hi, Ron, how you doing today? Good, buddy. Hey, I got one for you, Pete Maravich. Scoring average in college, 44 points a game. 44 points a game. What's really funny is to go back and watch the Maravich stuff where you're like, how many times would he get the ball stole off him today? Because he would just go from fucking net to net with these crazy <laughs> ass, this crazy ass style of delivery. I think they would have been all over him. All over him. Yes. He was... <laughs> he looks so uh, uncoordinated. Yeah, he was the funnest fucking player ever to see uh, play the game. And a huge jump for white people. thing is, so I saw that record, and then I wasn't sure whether to count it as scoring in college or just overall scoring, because both had 50. So I didn't think 44 seemed right. that... I could have put in 44 and not put in 50. It didn't seem right to right. me. Because in college... But, the difference is none of his stuff came from the paint. I mean, he was shooting from everywhere. Yeah, he was kind of all over the court. And then his heart gave out. We lost Pete. Look at those droopy-ass socks. But there were... Never could always had to stop and pull his fucking socks up. <laughs> there were a hundred records I could have done here, but I had to lower it to five. So, yes, a lot of them missed the cut, but... Here's Rich on the Run Fed Show. Hey, uh, Wayne Gretzky's record of 50 goals in 36 games. Nobody's ever going to touch that in this day and age. Um, first of all, and I agree with you, Rich, 
but it seems like this kid wants nothing to do with the great sport of hockey. He considers it an illegal foreign sport. It's it's on it's on par with dog fighting. Really? That's oh. where you put hockey. <laughs> Human dog fighting. <laughs> With weapons. You get weapons. You get knife feet and a fucking stick. That just rem- reminded me. Snowball. Nine straight kills before finally Mike <laughs> Vick had to drown it. <laughs> uh, Mike, you're on the Run Fest show. Talk living all our hearts. William Buck, Ronnie. Yeah, you too, man. Uh, Nolan Ryan, seven no-hitters, and I think he had 12 one-hitters. Yeah, Nolan Ryan was... Actually, to me, one of the meanest people I've ever seen pitch. Just He's, a cruel, scary-looking human being. And as an older man in the crowd during those the Texans, can't see them in the playoffs, he looks like a mean old man. Yeah, he's look, looking happy. And I'll tell you this, hand him a baseball. First of all, if he doesn't if he doesn't strike out the first two, the third one's getting one in the air. <laughs> never seen him happy. <laughs> never seen Randy Johnson happy. There's two unhappy people. Uh, Nick in Canada, you're on the Run of Fez show. Oh, yeah, I want to talk about Leo Messi, uh, 72 goals last year. That, will that ever be uh, broken? And he did that I'm... without legs. The man... <laughs> stumps? Wow. Yeah, he just has just little stumps. He is so tiny. He's three foot one, <laughs> and you'll just see this pile, and all of a sudden he just explodes out of it. But, yeah, watch, watch him play. It looks like he's on a different level than everyone else, just speed-wise. Look like he's a little mighty mouse just running past everybody, and it's kind of incredible to see. Uh, are you a fan of soccer at all? My friend's a huge soccer fan, so I watch it with him when he watches it, which is every once in a while. Like you and him just cuddle up on the couch together? Nailed it. All right. Whoa. That's strange, but Whoa. that's your own thing. They are uh, selling his foot, his golden <laughs> foot, uh, and... It's a replica of his foot made out of, I guess, solid gold. $5.25 million. For a foot. Just for his foot. It's a pretty it good is, replica, though. It's a size 5, so it's tiny. <laughs> it's a tiny little thing. Put the baby shoes on it. Um, Adam, you're on the Run of Fez show. Right, I don't think anything uh, really is unbeatable. You, you look at the four-minute mile for, you know, forever. Nobody could beat it. Once it was beaten... Boom, that was it. I think it was the next day. Yeah, but this is a a different thing. You're not running against time. We would never sit around and say that that there was a track and field record that was unbreakable, because they all are. But when you are competing against a league of other people, what what happened with a lot of these is everything caught up. The science of what you did catches up. Because when it's impressive nowadays... The pitcher gets 300 wins in his career. 749 complete games is just never going to happen. Here's what There's happens in chance. sports. You have uh, an LT comes into the game. He's so phenomenal that uh, you have to change the game. And they do change the game to beat him. Uh, a pitcher comes into the game now. He's unhittable. They figure him out. This is what I'm telling you about these young running uh, quarterbacks. They will figure him out. They will catch him, and they're going to break his legs. That's what they do now. They swarm these guys. Uh, There wasn't as much um, kind of research that was in sport years ago. Guys would just show up and play the game. Um, Let's go over here to Chris. Chris, you're on the Run of Fez show. How about Ricky Henderson? Uh, Single season and career stolen bases. Uh, yeah, I don't think that one. That's a good one, but 
I mean, that's one where I don't think they're going to be broken, but if you look at just last year in the Reds minor league system, they have a guy named Billy Hamilton, who I think in 110 games, he stole 140 bases. He's coming up this year. So it's not likely, but if someone like that comes along, it's possible. I, I definitely want to see him play, though. Jesus. He's going to play, I, mean, I, I love the, the I love the stolen base. Mm-hmm. I love the 90-foot game. I know you guys grew up on the, uh, on, on the fucking American League. Long and you're like, ball, what baby. do you mean? Wait, wait, and then occasionally hit a home run and then go home. I'm saying playing that game 90 feet at a time. Well, that was the Yankees' uh, philosophy. Won't be this year. Because all you need is, is a really fast guy to get on base. And, and they're rare, but they come around. Dan, you're on the run of Fez show. Dan in Baltimore. Hey, Ron. Hey, as we bring up uh, the point, Jim Palmer acted from 1965, 1984, uh, let me see, 268, 152 record, never surrendered a grand slam. And you uh, could put him up there like with Mars and uh, Marshall and... Uh, uh, Louis Tion, all those guys of that era, all of them gave up, you know, surrender at least three grand slams in their career. I feel like that's, so that's a weird uh, stat. Pretty rare. Yeah, I, I had, first of all, I had no idea of this stat. I will say this for Jim Palmer. He also did it in girls' underwear. If you go back and watch what the underwear that he used to sell <laughs> in those days were just these tiny little bikini briefs. <laughs> you would not nice. be able to get away with that now. He's working out, too. But that's a record that everybody in this room has, too. We've never given up a grand slam there in a major go. league pin- uh, game. That reminds me of like the Wilt Chamberlain one where, where he, he never fouled out in his career. Because he, he, he wanted that record so badly he never fouled out once. And probably heard his team doing it. Oh, yeah, definitely heard his team. It was said that after three or four fouls, he just stopped playing. He just walked up and down the court. Uh, Palmer. Jim Palmer would be so hurt by what Fez just <laughs> said about, well, none of us gave up Grand Slams. But it's hard to fight that logic. I mean, the logic is there. Chris Stanley has never... These, these underwear are just so uncomfortable. It's fucking weird, And dude. he did it for years. He did it, like, Showing even it after... Up. Yeah, even after he... It's sold in a tube. Never felt the need for a shave down either. God bless him. <laughs> well, no one shaved down then. That was the 70s. Wow, that's a hell of a hand campaign. Yeah. There's dozens of All over the place. <laughs> the fuck? Um, here's Chris. You're on the Run of Fez show. Chris. Hello. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what about Wilt Chamberlain's 20,000 women? Well, first of all, that's just Wilt saying that's, that's it. That's disputed. Yeah. And at best, you know, they always say with men, you know, with a woman, double it, or the man, cut it in half. But even if it was 10,000 women, it can't be quality there women. Was, there was... There was <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't believe that there's 20,000 quality women that would sleep with you. They all want, they all want that Wilt, that Wilt Dirk. <laughs> Someone did it. Did it mathematically and said it would have to be, I think, nine or ten a day from like eighteen to the day he died to to, to get to that number. Yeah, it never happened. No, there's no way. It's I'm sure back. You know, he did. Uh, he did play in the in the age of orgies, which right. is very helpful <laughs> because you don't have to take care of each one of those women. You're just in again, out again, Finnegan. You know, you take a dip, get the number, get out of there. Those stats, but yeah. Those stats. Right now. But there, I don't think there was an orgy a day. <laughs> and again, quality of women. It's very rare that, let's say there's an orgy, that you're going to run into 
all the women at the orgy is somebody you'd want to be with. But would quality count because it's still a record? Like he was playing against the, the short white guys, the rebound still counts. Right. It, it's still a record. No, I'm not taking it away from him. I'm just saying, is this a record you're proud of? <laughs> Well, you know, like Cal, he might have called through some of them. Sure. I'm sure there at the end, of the, he went in with a wrapped cock, you know what I mean? He had to ice it down <laughs> before the game. <laughs> Don't go back out there, Wilt. <laughs> I'm not putting you in. Think about the team, Wilt. Wilt, I'll jerk you off myself before I send you <laughs> back into that orgy. Uh, all right, well, great job. Uh, if you would have had hockey, they would have loved you. Yeah, I know. But uh, tons of people commenting. You can go over on the uh, iBank. The, look how good my intern Your intern has never done a, a box yet. He has not. Uh, that's the next thing. We've got and he misses work. half the shows. I know. He's got his character work down. Next, we're going to work, start working on boxes. I'm going to work on presenting. And knowing his shit. Paul, oh, you like the movie. Paul, oh, you like the movie. How are hey, you? Hey, Paul. How are you, Paul? Good. How are you, sir? How is well, everyone? You text me. You said you, as an experiment, stopped checking in with Fez to see if he would stay uh, on it with you, and he did not. Well, yeah. I mean, I, honestly, I, I was doing a lot of positive reinforcement just things that are good, and then I just kind of stepped away. Uh, mostly because I had personal problems to deal with myself and that I had to deal with. So, and I, and I figured that probably was just a good thing to do to see if he needed to come back to, or if he even noticed that the crutch was gone. And so, you know, I, I, I had my own problems to deal with in any case. Um, now, it's very funny. Paul is one way on air and another way off air. I wouldn't even bothered with this call if I knew that he was going to limp into it with uh, nothing really. You know, there's not a lot uh, that could be possibly gay, biggie. Yeah. <laughs> Is the guy staying in touch with you or not? No, I mean here's the here's the point. I mean, I'm going through a lot of problems right now dealing with. It's not about you right now, Paul. Fine. So that's what I'm saying. So it's then it's then let's focus on Fed because that's what I try and do with the call. Apparently, you don't. Apparently, we just found out today it's not a big deal either way. Fez came in here today screaming something about giant mosquitoes. He's obviously on the edge. He's weird. Nobody's checking in with him. He had a weird night last night where he said he was going to stay up with Rand Paul and then never did. So I don't know what's going on. I never know what's happening. Paul, right. did you sell your house? I I, I have a contract on it. I have to get the renters out. But but let's go back to Fez for a second. I mean, okay, uh, well, I'm so, pointing out to, before we go on that, Paul just sell, sold his house on Baltic Avenue. Um, <laughs> how much did you sell it for, Paul? I have a red one. For, for 50000 All right, so less than a car. Less than a car. And I mean, less than I paid for it in 89 which was 60000 All right, great investment for you. Yeah, exactly. Great investment. Um, okay, so so I mean, what's next for you, Paul? Well, that's the thing. Now I have to evict my tenants, so that's what I'm dealing with today. I've got to go to the lawyer's office and file all the papers. Is it hard to get crack addicts out of a house? Well, here's the thing. They were very nice, uh, you know, and I worked with them when they went through crisis after crisis. You know, they seem to need good Christian people and all of that. And then, of course, when it comes right down to it, saying, no, look, I've had enough. Then they get all, uh, you know, froggy and say, no, you just take us to court. 
So fine, you know, I hope they burn in hell. But anyway, uh, you know, as far as feds Are you goes, saying that you're going to light them on fire while they sleep? <laughs> Nothing would be better than that house burning down, because then I get lots of money. But that, unfortunately, is not something I'm going to do. Yeah, so, uh, you know, as far as my personal problems, you know, that's something that I kind of shoulder on my own in my own way. Uh, and, and hopefully I survive, or if I don't, who gives a shit? But the fact is, is that I did have a, an honest concern about Fez, and I did constantly keep on him, and then I let well, him alone. Because right, we got video of your house. Fez isn't answering, so I guess he doesn't want to be in on it. But we got video of your home. Well, this is where I'm living now. Oh, this is where, where you're I'm... living now. This is not... All right, why am yeah, I looking at video of it then, Chris? No, I'm just giving it to you because that's, because the, the owner of the house died of cancer on Sunday, so I don't know if I'm going to have to leave here now. And you know, just so you of... can't get someone out of your house, and someone can't get you out of this house. <laughs> well, that's not necessarily the, the case right now, but it's just a lot of uncertainty in my life. So, so I mean, that aside, I'm getting back to the Fez problem. I mean, as long as... As I'm on top of him, he's you know he'll he'll be okay. But I'm not. I just thought you didn't care anymore. Well, that's the thing, Fez. I mean, you have to make it reciprocal. If I stop calling, it's not that I don't care anymore. I think it's important that that you have to constantly be social and interact. I mean, it's like I I didn't want it to be like the you're feeling like you're a good friend to him. He's not a good friend to you. Well, I'm just saying, it, I didn't want it to be a constant thing to say, how are you doing today, Fez? How are you doing? Are you doing good? Is everything great? Happy? You good? And that's that's fine, but it should, at some point, I think it's good. Why don't you ever him. check on him, Fez? Well, I did. In the past couple of weeks, I've just been a little bit more emotional than usual and haven't that's impossible. done that. You were, your emotion have been the unbreakable record. And this was the only time that you were ever, you know, he purposely stopped calling you to see if you would end the friendship, and you have. <laughs> now, I know your other friends, the Bobos, you refused to tell them that you were gay. Yeah, yeah. I just, I just did and not want to deal with that. That was your longest friend ever, right? Yeah, that went back like to high school. And why didn't you tell them that you were gay? Why did you stop being friends with them? Because uh, they, in the past, they've been very intrusive and asking a, a tremendous amount of questions and stuff. And well, I just, that's what friends do. Yeah, but I just didn't want to deal with that. It would have been nonstop after that. What would they have asked you? It, they would have asked me about personal things, about when I knew, when I, and they would. And but here's the thing: I don't mind the questions because I've talked about it all on the air. But the questions wouldn't stop, and no answer would ever be good enough. But see, here's the thing: you can talk about it on the air because you know you have me and Chris who don't care about you or your personal life. But these were your actual friends, and they invited you to a lot of family functions. And it seemed like oh. I would always be like, "Oh, this is nice. Fez is doing stuff. He's got people with." And then he, and I don't think it's really coming out if you dodge people. Well, I think that's the issue, Fez. I mean, to a certain degree, you would like to have a nice, calm, quiet life where you could just relax and not think about anything and not have to confront anything. But, I mean, frankly, 
to be a successful person in life, you have to confront things. You have to engage in but, life. You see, here to- was the thing. Fez did have that quiet life, said that he was lonely and unhappy, so he wanted to be gay. We all supported him, and now we say, have you done anything gay? No. Are you going out? No. So he wants both. He wants to act like he's excited or whatever. But I think if you want to have a quiet life, you should just say, I'm a quiet guy. I don't like to go places. I don't like to do things. Now, the Bobo thing, Fez, I feel bad about because... I know how much they liked you. I know that they treated you like you were part of your, their family. And you didn't even give them. He, he lived near them. He moved a year and a half ago. I found out, he told me, without telling them. And really? without giving a forward address or a phone number. He just, like, he was gone. Oh. And this is his friend of decades. Wow. I don't know if that's coming out at that point. And I thought that was something you were going to work on, um, Paulo. Well, here, here's my thing: is I'm I'm actually going to be in a position where I can do that. But as you know, has this marriage that has been discussed with Stalker Patty, which on one level is actually a good thing because it's two people who are not interested in sexual involvement, and really, you know, that. So you don't even problem. think Fez is gay. Right, I think I think ideally. Okay. Oh, I am gay. Oh, you're not, according to Paul O. Fez, you're not. That's gay. what I have to go by. He's not the gay authority. I'm just saying. Well, not isn't gay he? he got you into some gay things when he was yeah, here. Yeah, the only gay the stuff. The gayest things. Yeah, the only gay stuff you've ever done. So why would he say I'm not gay? Because he's said you don't stick with it. Yeah, you you really have to. You know, the whole point of the, the sexual orientation is that there is sex involved. If there's no sex involved, there is no sexual orientation. He's right about that, Fez. No, it's the That's orientation. The it's which way you orient towards. But then you would have to go towards it. <laughs> yes. And not do nothing. The word sexual becomes part of that phrase, you see. It's I will say this. If you said, I am gay, it's hard for you to prove it. If you said you were straight, you couldn't prove it. If you said you were asexual, slam dunk, you got us, you can prove it, we, we got nothing on you. Right, and that's right. And I think Stalker Patty apparently is in the same boat. So it's same boat. Asexual boat. A boat. And so that kind of works. On the other hand, if he really does want to go towards, if he wants to orientate himself towards sexually, towards the gay lifestyle, then he needs someone to push him. Um, James, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ryan B. I don't even give a shit about his sexuality anymore. I just wanted to ask you, sir, uh, with this uh, enlightening little pearl that you dropped on us, how do you feel about your friendship with him? How safe do you feel considering how he just drops people like that? And all you've done for him, is he going to drop you? Are you next? Um, I, you know, that's always the possibility when you have a feral cat. You cannot get mad at them for being themselves. I accept Fez the way that he is. Uh, I guess you never heard back from your friends, huh? No, they had tried to contact me. Oh, and you didn't even answer the call? No, I just, I didn't feel comfortable with it. Oh, shit. They were people I was not comfortable sharing this with. But, now this... What happened? 
you Why, know, it's, it's, do you think they were going to be judgmental? I think they were going to be judgmental. I think I was going to get a huge guilt trip out of moving out of the neighborhood. I think... The, and, I, and I just did not want to deal with it. You know, to me, these are show business people. They're not anti-gay. They'd have to be accepting to be in the biz. The industry. You know how it goes. And you didn't feel close enough to them to say, look, this is something I don't want to talk about? No. Because I never talked... I, I didn't feel close enough to them to say, to, to want to talk about it, or to even say, I don't want to talk about it. Look, Chris Daniel and I are very close, and he knows not to ask me about any of my CIA involvement. You're in the CIA? I got a license to kill. Holy shit. Like, you've been in any other, like, clandestine operation. Hey, that's my business, and we don't talk about that. He's asking about it uh, now. He just brought it up. I mean, I So what? I have no problem saying, dude, I'm not here to talk about that with you. It's pretty cool to be in the CIA. Like, like I'll play the part of Fez, you play the part of the Bobos, and I'll, I'll show you how to act with it. So, I saw in the paper that you're gay. What's this all about? Well, you read about it in the paper. When did you decide you were gay? A long time ago. Why wouldn't you ever tell us you were gay? We should have been the first people to know. Why didn't you tell us? Which one do you know? Uh, the wife. Oh, because I had a crush on your husband in high school. <laughs> Used to jack off and think about him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what exactly were the circumstances around these fantasies about my husband? So, really, it's the wife that you had a problem with? Uh, yeah. Because I met her, and I think she's terrific. She's actually one of the nicest people I ever met. And I actually did this. I felt close enough to tease her. And she would always be okay with it. Nice. You know, and if I like people, I make, make fun of them. You know what I mean, right, Centaur? What the fuck is that supposed to mean? You know. I'm you not know exactly I'm a I fucking feel. human. I'm a human goddamn being. You're wearing a hoodie right now like you're in the Sand People. <laughs> in the middle of a, of a show. You want to buy some droids? <laughs> and, the, in your way, does human actually start with a Y in your way? No, human. All right, so Paulo, do you think Fez made a mistake of not sitting down with these folks? Well, yeah, I think, it, I think it's clear that... The fact that they cared about him and showed a loved him, honest, loved him, and were were you know trying to solicit his opinions about his own life because they cared about him was more than he wanted to deal with. He but here's not, the weird thing: Fez was like an uncle to these kids, mm -hmm. and then he also doesn't see them. Oh mm -hmm. no! Right, right. Well, it's it's kind of the pattern. It's kind of the pattern. I say. It, the, the intimacy issues, the, the fact of people being intimate with him, showing concern and caring about That's him. That's what he hates, yeah. In you hate way, that, Fez. You like to talk about your problems, but then you don't like it when we find out that you never worked on them. I think that's what your problem with the Bobos were. I think this is just two people out of uh, two continents that, or two countries that I decided not to share this with. I shared it with every other subscriber. Right, because they're not in your life. It's very easy to make an announcement to people that aren't in your life. It's much more difficult to say, this is who I am in a personal relationship. We didn't say that you were not capable of having impersonal relationships. You are. You treat uh, Paulo 
him personally, like, oh, your your needs matter, his don't. Same exact here. Somebody that was close to you and all this time of coming out, because I think it's easy to come out to people that you don't know. Never have to see him again. You don't want and, to. And he, or seeing him the first time. And again, everybody's problems are different. But the fact of the matter is, is that uh, the problems that Fez has, I don't have. And the problems that I have, Fez doesn't have. So it's, it's it, and, and unfortunately, uh, you know, I'm Wait, a Wait, let me see. Fez, you don't have any crackheads living in your goddamn dilapidated house? No, I don't. Mm. So. You don't have the last $50,000 house in America? Nope. That's uh, three bedrooms with a pool and a and an apartment in the back. And he ended yeah. up selling it for a bunch of golf tees. Right, because there are foreclosures everywhere. Yeah, I know. Florida's in bad shape. Giant yeah, mis- uh, uh, mosquitoes that have been brought on by global warming, birthed from global warming. I hope that pool's drained. Fez, do you feel like you can't be yourself until you go back to the Bobos and make this thing right? No, I don't feel like that. Why don't you head on over there with uh, some gefilte and... Lots of also. A yes. peace fish? By the way, I was at the uh, Jewish place that I liked to go the other day, and an old lady was like telling her friend, make sure you have the matzo ball. It's like eating a cloud. It's good. Sounds like, good. Jeez, that is. That sounds delicious. Hmm. <laughs> You're not going to go back and see them again? No, no. I just, uh, now it feels like it's been too long, as well as not wanting to start that all up again. Start all what up again? The interrogation. The interrogation. What was the interrogation? Huh? First of all, it never we happened. Care about you, it's one that you imagined. She, you were not interrogated because you never told them that you were gay. Now they're they're being judged on something that you imagined in your, no offense, lie brain. It always felt like an interrogation over there. So you never were friends with them. Holy! I was Christ. always uncomfortable with the amount of questions. Did you ever say it? No, I never did. Well, why not? How would anyone know that you were uncomfortable with something? Unless you said. Like if Chris Stanley came in here chewing gum every day and he's just chewing loud. And you never say anything to him. And then you just leave his life. And you say, why? He used to chew gum in front of me. That's why he, did you tell me? You would want to know, right? <laughs> yes, sir. If it's such a giant problem, or I'll stop fucking chewing gum. I don't think you're out yet. On two reasons. A... You've never been with anyone. No. And B, you've never talked to the people closest to you about it. Well, I'm sure they know. It was in the New York Daily News. <sighs> That's how you want to hear about something about a friend that... that uh, didn't you guys have keys to each other's apartments and check on each other and stuff? Yeah, we Your exchanged key- keys when I moved in there. Key Good buddies! God. That's nuts. You know who my key buddy is, Chris? Oh. Me. Which <laughs> Paul? I was still here. Here's what I take it as: now that they're not neighbors, they can't do anything for him anymore, and he's done with them. Just like with Paulo, once he gets what he wants from Paulo, he's done with them. Did you tell your shrink about this? Oh yeah, yeah. And he said good. Yeah, he said, don't talk to him until you feel ready to. 
if that's ever again. Now, now, Fez, can I ask you a question? Just are ask you it. Wait, are you, you waiting to die, or are you waiting to live? Wow. Wow, that that's fucking mind is blown. Blown! I am waiting to live. I'm waiting to What are you waiting somebody. to live? Just, Just start living, man. God. But I worry about dying, too. <laughs> oh, Fez. Oh. Which is it? Because I get that feeling to... when another heart attack's coming. I get that weird, weird feeling, even with no symptoms, that another one is around the corner. Like a wish. Like I wish I died. I don't know. Well, that's my biggest fear, is that Fez keeps thinking he's going to do something about his life that will make him happy uh, someday. And that day is coming. But the way but, that you are putting this, you've got Fez as a failure at life. Well, he's basically saying he failed at life. I, I'm saying that there's a lot of things that Fez wanted to do that he didn't do. Just but, not yet. But then yes, you also exactly. said you're going to die. You feel like you're going to die any moment. So it's not like you feel like you have this long future. I feel like in a lot of ways he wants to die so he can get out of A, having sex, B, telling the Bobos. <laughs> At this point, I think it's more Bobos than sex. I didn't know the the question thing was such a big problem. I didn't know they asked so many questions. <laughs> I don't think they did. Oh. I knew them. They didn't ask a lot of questions. No, they would wait till I was around and then ask ten, uh, tons of questions. So they acted differently when I was around. Yeah, they constantly, besides anything in my life, they constantly asked about you. What do they want to know? Whoa. Um... Well, there was uh, why you didn't want to, uh, why you wouldn't hang out with them more, or I can't. They've asked about your religion, Catholic. That's and then, but then it's never enough. Why My, Catholic? How do you answer that question? They didn't ask that. Yes, I said this. My thing is this: if you want to fucking hang out with me as a couple. And then you're acting like you're offended when I make a move on your wife. I mean, we're going to be friends or not? Which is it? Which is it? Make a decision. I can't have it halfway. I don't think they asked a bunch of questions about me. Um, Dave, you're on the Run Fez show. Yes, Fez, which one would you rather do? Die having a great time or die worrying about dying? Whoa. Fuck. Mind blown. Living, North Not Korean really. dude went off my face. Mind blown. Get busy living or get busy dying. Whew. Everybody's waiting for it to go down, Fuzz. We got a break here? We haven't broke yet today, have we? Yeah, we should break here. Oh, well, you're saying should. We should break here. Oh, well, I'm not going till I know till I know it's time to actually break. We got to break right now. <laughs> really? Yes. yes. Weird. Great and powerful odds. It's quite an interesting movie. Did you say it? Did, did you like it? Yeah, I did like it. I mean, obviously, The Wizard of Oz, I, I understand, is the most uh, watched movie of all time. 
So, uh, you know, and really? it clearly there's a, yeah. it's burned in everybody's consciousness. So always it's, playing somewhere. I always thought that was Gone with the Wind. No. Gone with the Wind was the biggest film of its time. But the but you ever come across Gone with the Wind on TV? It just doesn't happen. But uh, Wizard of Oz is always playing somewhere on the planet Earth. Yeah, and, and it's, and it's it, you know, it's just burned in everybody's mind. I mean, so... So clearly, the and this one's actually better than the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> well, that, that's obviously not the point. Better songs. <laughs> well, that's not that many. There are oh, a couple of songs, but clearly the technology uh, has caught up with it. And I mean, and and frankly, the Sam Raimi did show great reverence to the original concept. It visually, couldn't not be more amazing. Probably the best three D movie. Do they ever do seen. clip clip here, clip clip there? <laughs> that's the only song I'd want to hear come back. Um, so I mean, it is it is an amazing. Does thing, anyone man. get wrapped up in cellophant? <laughs> is there a horse? So out of uh, a million stars, how many would you give it? A million. Okay. How many stars? I would, I would give it uh, seven hundred ninety-seven thousand. All right, so you give it seven out of ten. <laughs> yes, I would That's terrible. <laughs> well, because that's a D. It's, we're comparing it to, the, the, the biggest problem is comparing it to the original, which is such a classic and such a... I'm watching know. CNN, and that's the case that um, HLN is uh, going Jenny Hutt. And I always get curious why they decide that there's one case out there that everybody wants to watch. So far, it's never um, black people. It always seems to be a, a girl, cute girl with glasses who killed somebody, whether it's her baby or boyfriend. Or the white woman's been killed. Yeah. There has to be a white woman involved. Well, they always say it's a murder with a good address. Is always news. It's been on for That's been a, a, historically true. Yeah. All right, Paul. So if you don't like this movie, we move on. Uh, yeah. There's actually a good movie uh, also about uh, Gen General uh, MacArthur with the Tommy Lee Jones. Emperor I got a break. The... Bobcat Goldthwait's going to be here. Oh, great. Have fun. And uh, <laughs> I'm sorry Live things what? aren't working out. You're not friends with Paulo anymore? I am friends with Paulo. Maybe that was a test of my own to see if I didn't get back to him right away. Would he try to rat me out to other people? <laughs> I didn't rat you out so much. That maybe that you were being well, tested. Why is it other people? Me? You see me as an outsider? No, but just uh, Paulo always tries to say, let's just have some nice personal talks. But that never seems to be the case with him. I'm making a call right now to the Bobos for talking behind my back and asking about my religion. Yeah, please explain that you're Catholic and there, there's no particular reason for it other than that's your family religion. But you see, part of the problem is that this is something you do need to work on, and I don't know necessarily how to bring it out of you just on my own. It's like I, the problem's a little bit too big for me necessarily. All right, so you're going to kill yourself? Because <laughs> no, uh, that would have been a way out. All right, that I got to go, true. Paul. All right, bye. We're going to break. We'll come back. And uh, Bobcat Goldthwait is here. He's doing some dates. And I believe has a uh, new film that's being talked about. Um, terrific, terrific filmmaker. Uh, and some dates. Where is he playing, Fez? 
Uh, he's playing at the Gotham Comedy Club. That is tomorrow, the 8th, and then Saturday, March 9th at the Gotham Comedy Club. Okay. We'll be right back. It's the Ron Fest Show. The Ron and Fest Show on the Open Anthony Show. Sirius XM. <laughs> You've been warned. Around a Fed show on a Thursday, Chris's uh, controversial YouTube playlist. Uh, someone named I Love uh, Ron and Fez writes, Why is Bad not on this playlist? It's their best song. We've pointed this out a couple of times. Number one, you can always make up the playlist you like and send them to them ourselves, either to the editor or me at ronandfezaol.com. Two, these playlists are never meant to be. The five best songs. It is a playlist. There's a difference, people. And if you think you can do better, send us one. Why are you so angry today, dude? I'm worried about you, man. I'm solid as a rock. I don't know. You got Kubrick eyes. (laughs) It's a good thing. Kubrick was a genius. I know, but he was a paranoid, strange genius who, you know... Well, I got the paranoid and strange thing down pat. You're lucky that you got Watley in your life that we could all look at and go, well, yeah. When he when he said that Australia was going to be done in a few years, I thought, all right, that's what I sound like now. <laughs> I've lost it. Yeah, there was no reason to bring that up. By the way, in this show, I can't imagine a place. I don't know if anything could be more beautiful than Australia. And lush and green and, you know. Not at all the way Fez was describing it to us. So it's not a wasteland like in Mad Max? I don't know where he was coming with that. Uh, I think you could probably be tied with this kind of beauty. I don't know if you could beat it. You know, we never get into this. And Earth is a pretty gorgeous place. No one appreciates it. I mean, the moon looks like shit next to us. Oh, yeah, they don't have an atmosphere. There's nowhere to swim? No, nothing. The only good thing is jumping. That's the only thing that you got to go. If you're a big fan of jumping, go to the moon. You get fucking massive ups. 
Um, I didn't know that you called it ups. Yeah, bait like ups. Like, oh, that dog got up, Joe. Like, that's what I'll say when I'm on the court. <laughs> Does anyone listen to you? Or are they... <laughs> All right, Bobcat Goldthwaite's here. He's performing at the Gotham Comedy Club tomorrow and Saturday. Uh, that's in uh, Manhattan. Uh, Bobcat's uh, Showtime special, You Don't Look the Same Either, is available on DVD in stores online at Amazon.com. Head on over to GothamComedyClub.com for tickets. Let's bring in the Bobcat. Bring uh, Bobcat into some kinks. Yeah, well, you know, can I uh, do some ass kissing? Yeah. <laughs> uh, the last time we did that show, yeah, I have. I I'm serious. I had so much feedback from that. Really, more than uh, anything that I could think of recently that I did. Now, why do you think that was? I see. There's so many people that don't know. First of all, the, the ass kiss back. I dine out on the fact that I turn people onto your movies because a lot of people don't know how to get involved in independent film. And to me, you're like one of the the best independent film directors oh, out there man. today. Well, thank you. And uh, and the cool thing is now it's like the like God bless America. I made for less than a million bucks, and yeah. and, and uh, I've made movies for less and for more. And and, mm-hmm. and I think it is an example of of. Uh, you know, you you can make movies on your own terms. You know, right? Um, which which I do. I mean, I don't. I I'm not going to retire on them, but but I, I get to make my own movies. Which but is, why do you think? I mean, first of all, did you watch the Independent Spirit Awards this year? No, no, I didn't. It's gotten very weird because it stops being about independent, kind of becomes a lot of Hollywood people making stuff for it's under absurd. twenty five million. <laughs> but the, yeah, that yeah, that little tiny uh, silver linings <laughs> playbook. Right. I'm glad it caught a break. Yeah, I know exactly. <laughs> They've got movie stars in it. They've got TV stars in it. Harvey's I, behind it. I, I get a little frustrated. I go, yeah. look, I shot a baby. I don't know if I could get any more independent than that. Exactly. Listen, you dirty pricks. <laughs> Your <laughs> movies are so nuts and bizarre and out there <laughs> right, right, right. and funny. And that's everything that we used to love about independent film. You know what I mean? It was like, right. I'm going to see something that is going to make my now jaw drop. Now it's just the, like the uh, junior varsity Oscars. Is right. What, is what exactly. <laughs> and it becomes that same kind of feel-good movie of Let's have a contest, and if you uh, win the contest, <laughs> oh, I thought you meant silver linings playbook. Yeah, that's what I mean. A dance, a dance contest. Yeah, a dance contest <laughs> to end it. Oh you my know, goodness! We're doing meatballs again <laughs> after all these years. If you win a contest, everything's going to be okay. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, uh, uh, I, I just. Um, 
I just finished a movie that that it, it's starting to it, it's starting April and May. It's starting to play some film festivals. A new movie. It's a, a Bigfoot movie this time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. With a uh, spoiler alert, there may be some implied Bigfoot rape somewhere <laughs> in the movie. But 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 you know, it's right. actually kind of m- m- the most in a weird way traditional movie I've made out of all of them. Well, you've been on such a run, man. I mean, your Thanks. films are. Every, uh, first of all, they kind of don't even remind me of each other. It almost seems like a different filmmaker every time that oh, you thanks. go that's, out. That's kind of like what I'm thinking about when I do, you know, uh, no one's really picked up on that. But subconsciously, not so subconsciously, I'll say, okay, this time I'm going to try my take of a... Uh, of a of a Woody Allen movie or my take of a, you know different uh, right. people who I like, but um, it's funny. I just started a new screenplay where I was where I wanted to do my my version of a Danny Boyle kind of movie, right? And uh, and uh, so it's it's. Uh, there's a lot of drugs in this movie. <laughs> That's what it turns out to be tons of drugs. A lot of drugs, and because yeah. I. Uh, um, uh, I, I collect a lot of funny junkie stories. You know, I think they're sure. s- sometimes they're great stories. And uh, I had a friend who, um, wh- how he used to uh, get money was he would ride on the bus all day. And when someone put their bike on the front of the bus, he would wait a stop or two, take the bike and drive off <laughs> and go sell the bike. <laughs> and uh, So I put a lot of these stories in this new script. The weird thing about being a junkie is like you don't have an easy life. It's not an easier life at all. No, you know? it's a full-time job yeah and it's uh i had another buddy who whenever the uh whenever the the dope he scored if he wasn't sure about it he would he would shoot up in a parking lot of a hospital so if he overdosed <laughs> he'd be right there <laughs> yeah he says he goes he goes this is a pretty good plan you know you've passed out on the horn i go oh he goes yeah i go except he pointed out that the it, the wheels fell off when um uh it wasn't his car <laughs> so he had overdosed in some stranger's car so, so you collected these stories yeah i kind of this is, a, this is a, a scoop this yeah. is what i've kind of been you know this the newest movies about that and it's not really about, um, you know, it's not like a, a lifetime, you know, it's not about a guy getting clean at the end right. and all this stuff. It's more about, um, uh, I, I, you know, people, uh, it's about resentments and stuff. And I, and I just thought it was funny to put it in a, a junkie world. Yeah. What, where does the resentment come from? They're resentful or people are resentful No, for this them? is about a guy who hates his old man and, uh-huh. he, and he can't see him as, as a person, which, which is, which happens to all of us, you know? Right. Like, like I used to get upset, not upset, I resented my dad and then as an adult I finally went, oh, you know what? He did the best he could. Right. With his screwed up childhood, sure. his perception of of what of a dad was, so. and that's maturity. That's when you finally yeah. come around. I remember for me once I brought up something like, uh, "Oh, my dad, like on vacation, he would not even stop. We would drive straight home to, a, and he would go, dude, we didn't have any money. I had to drive straight home.'" <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, I just thought you were eccentric and weird, because I never once thought about money when I was a yeah, kid." You know, right, right. Well, my dad did a similar thing with money, but he would take um, 
he would there were seven of us in the family, five kids, and he would take us to the New York State Fair on the day it was free mm-hmm. for kids. But he would have us go up to the guy at the gate and say he told us that he knew a guy named Fat Lefty. <laughs> so we'd all have to go Fat Lefty sent us. Um, I know Fat Lefty. I just so, walked through. Yeah. And yeah. so it was just recently I was talking to my brother. I go, there was no Fat Lefty. <laughs> He's a, he goes, who was Dad's friend at the State Fair, Fat Lefty? I go, no, man, Dad just, that's, he, that's he the, didn't have money. That's the weirdness of being ki- uh, a kid is like you never get the full picture. And they mm-hmm. say a lot of times it's like once you have kids of your own and realizing you're not as great <laughs> as you thought you were going to be at. It, you know? Well, I, I thought the other way. You know, I'm always afraid that uh, the byproduct of my relationship with my daughter is I'm really surprised as an adult she's my friend. Right. And, and I think that's because when she was growing up, I never was the dad that felt I needed her friends and her to like me. Right. In Los Angeles, a lot of parents want to be the cool dad or the cool parents are yeah. happening, and I didn't get caught up in that at all. But the byproduct is my daughter's a, a costume designer. She works on commercials and movies, mm-hmm. and sometimes she works with me, and she's got she works all the time. But I get a text from her. She was doing this thing that Russell Brand was in, and she goes, Dad... I'm having an emergency. I have I shouldn't tell this, but she goes she goes, I have diarrhea. I went into Russell Brand's trailer. I'm in his bathroom and now he came back in and I need to go to the set. What do I do? And I go, embarrass him. Just open up the door and say, Hi Russell Brand, I had to change my tampon, you know, Shark Week. And she texts back. She goes, "Dad, I love you. You're great." And uh, and and I was laughing because she thought I was helping her out of this horrible situation. I was like, "What can I have her say so Russell Brand won't try to fuck her?" <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm I'm pretty sure he probably still tries. Yeah, of course he's That's Russell he Brand. That's yeah. what he exactly. Yeah. yeah, I'd be disappointed. You, you would know? feel like, "What is wrong What's here, wrong Russell? With my daughter? <laughs> you're out of your mind." <laughs> well, do you know who you're gonna put in your junkie movie? yet have you figured it out oh no no i mean i yeah. really just started writing this one you know i, I i've written I've, i i i've written a lot of screenplays and i kind of wait until i get the money or the right circumstance to make them i'd rather not make one of my screenplays than to make them uh you know the wrong way so, yeah so but this one is just uh it's uh we'll see you know we'll see what people think of it you know i i wanted to again i was trying to challenge myself and i thought well you know i i do like his movies uh danny boyle so i kind of kind of started writing this. well the, the last film that you did which uh well the the thing that was great when you were back in here is that you had joel murray with you which uh he's so fucking talented he's so yeah. terrific man and then that thing where he started doing impressions of his brother uh, was of, one of, of the f- different siblings yeah, the different yeah he does brothers, a spot on was the funniest shit i'd ever seen in my <laughs> life the brian doyle murray is one of the great uh impressions i've ever seen but he is so good in that and you spotlighted that and i just felt like things were going to explode for him 
after yeah, that. Yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I I uh, I hope they don't explode too much because I want to keep working with them. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but 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 uh, I'm trying to hold them back. Um, that was one of the best things that happened when we, we, you know we we made the movie, and then he and I got to go to we went to France to the film festivals, right. uh, Edinburgh, uh, you know, uh, all around the world, and. Um, and uh, I basically got to watch Joel drink in many different lands. <laughs> <laughs> I don't drink, but I, I also vicariously live through other people's drinking. You I, like you like to be hanging around with somebody as who's... long as they're not a jerk. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of fun. You know, some of them, it's you know, it's fine. Joel, like I don't even know when he's bombed until all of a sudden, you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he, he doesn't snap. You know, I'm one of those guys that all of a sudden, you know, two or three drinks in, then all of a sudden Gorgo comes out. You know, what I mean, <laughs> your, ang- your, your anger. Is- yeah, that, yeah, 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 yeah. That that's not cool. But uh, uh, Joel's just charming and funny. As long as you don't have to take care of him, it's a lot of fun. As long as you don't have to be responsible. <laughs> no, for but him. I do. I yeah. did. I I, I I would be the uh, designated walker when uh-huh. we when we were on tour together. Well, you're out doing stand up, mm-hmm. and it seems like you know you're Bobcat. But you're also this filmmakers seem the same to you. I mean, is like I honestly think if maybe if you would have just released these films under Robert Goldthwaite, who had never done stand up, <laughs> right, 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 everyone right. was like, "We've got a new Todd Salons, and this is fantastic." Oh, that'd be, that'd be you know? nice. I have a great photo of Todd, myself, and John Waters. And, wow, that's uh, cool. It's the. Uh, it's the uh, uh, $100 trio. No, it's the uh, the Mount Rushmore fucked up is what it is. Because <laughs> um, Waters still has trouble making films, right? Sure, sure. Uh, and uh, and uh, he, he's, he's been really supportive of the movies. You know, he, uh, the, at the Maryland Festival, he, he's, he's played... Uh, He's played th- two or three of my movies, you know, mm-hmm. and and I go in there and and I get to hang out with them, and it's it's pretty awesome. But yeah, you know, that's why like I'm trying to figure out a way around that. I don't want to be waiting for other people to give my movies the green light, you know. And mm-hmm. and, and I, I kind of got a little model, I think, going like that now. So you feel like if I know I I can get the money from here, I need to make this much back, and then I can make the next one. Yeah, and, yeah, um, yeah. And of course, if one of them hit, it'd be really nice, and it'd be a little bit easier. But then I just, you know, then I would just go. <laughs> I go, really? You like that one? Well, now it's time. Now it's time to now really do, get weird. Now I'm yeah. doing Gay Billy Jack. Because <laughs> you know, you, that is also part of your stand-up. you got to see how far you can push things. Yeah, yeah. I, I will say that uh, recently I've started to enjoy stand-up again. And, yeah. and, and, I, and I don't know if it's because I make these movies, now I'm more comfortable being myself on stage for the first time in, you know, maybe ever, you know. Because now the, you've got this other way of expressing yourself. Or and... that I, 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 it was, um, I, I think I was afraid of doing it. And then after I've made these movies that are kind of personal, I, I was able to take a little bit more of a, ch- of a shot up on s- stage. But, uh-huh. but I go and do a rough gig and suddenly I'm back to, you know, well, I don't, I don't go <laughs> aga aga, but, but I did the, I did the gathering of the juggalos this year. Oh, did you really? Yeah, yeah, which is, uh, uh, unbelievable, you know. I mean, it was really, uh, really crazy. And I did gigs opening for Nirvana, and I've done a lot of crazy gigs over the years. But uh, Gathering of the Juggalos was pretty nuts. And they were more familiar with 
You're <laughs> police academy. Yeah, right. Yeah, and like you think, hey, you know what? I'm gonna go out there and just tell them how magnets work and blow their minds. <laughs> and then once you get there and you realize, hey, there's no security. <laughs> yeah, right. And there's fifteen thousand of them, and there, uh, people were like on bath salts, and people were just dropping, and people were just lighting fireworks. <laughs> Weird though, not like throwing them and just running, holding them. Yeah, or just putting them like next to each other. And it was just really, I don't know what that was about. So, so Upchuck the clown was my opening act, and he and I go on at one a.m. and he's trying to take me around the grounds to show that it's not that bad of a gig, you know. And the, uh, for the, for people who don't know what the gathering is, it's the insane clown posse, and it's the one where Tequila. tequila they well they 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 drink fago cola yeah which I guess where's that from they basically call it ghetto cola I don't oh, know is that what, a, yeah, yeah, it was okay like so five every, cents a can or oh, something oh that's okay so they they <laughs> they ran out of fago cola to throw at Tila tequila <laughs> so they knocked over an outhouse and then they just threw poo at her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this is the gig I'm doing, right? And uh <laughs> so Upchuck's driving me around in a golf cart and there's like fires and fighting and he's like, you know, it's not that bad of a gig, you know, it's just like it's just like it's like a family and then all of a sudden this giant <laughs> clown with dripping clown makeup just starts punching the shit out of him. Just like it's like fuck you, Upchuck <laughs> And so he hits the gas and scoots off and he goes, uh you know, I'm here every year. They, these guys, <laughs> these you know. Fellas. Yeah, they you know, like that. So he's trying to blow it off. Then a can of Fago hits the golf cart and it's like, poof, and explodes. Then, oh, and he's like, uh, that's diet. Don't worry. It's not sticky <laughs> like he's a connoisseur of this. So then, um, then another can of Fago comes in and just hits him right in the temple. Like like a baseball pitch, like an unopened can of soda, like crack. And he's just like mid sentence. He's like, you know, something like that. That soda, you know, that'd be like at a Dave Matthews. And all of a sudden, crack. <laughs> and he just slumps over the wheel. And he goes, I'm hurt. I'm hurt bad. <laughs> he's like steer. And he hits the gas. And we're weaving in and out of Juggalos, like Mr. Toad's Wild Ride or something. And then, oh, and then he's like, am I bleeding? And I'm like, I don't know where the blood starts in the clown makeup. But um, when he went back to the trailer, he actually sat there and put a fago coal on his head. <laughs> to try to, yeah, yeah the, uh, it was good for the swelling. Well, yeah, Scientology believes go right back to where you were injured <laughs> with what hurt you. With what hurt you? Yeah. So maybe he was... So you're saying Upchuck might be a Scientologist? He's at least Trust me, somebody. if he was, he'd be doing a lot better. <laughs> he wouldn't be opening for me at the gathering. How does that go? How did you do? You know, that's the thing. They actually liked me. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You know what I did? I did crowd work. Um, they, they actually, uh, weren't, they're, they, they're very happy that you show up and do a show for them. Right. So, uh, it didn't go so poorly. It went okay. Uh, had a much worse show in Arkansas, uh, which I never wanted to be a comic that leaves a town and goes, that place is, you know. Right. But that crowd in Arkansas, at one point I was laying on the stage <laughs> and I go, not only have I never said this before, but I have never thought this. I am better than you. <laughs> I am better than all of you. <laughs> Which, 
You know, it's funny, after all these years, that's the worst thing you can say to a crowd. Yeah. Way worse than saying, you fucking hillbillies, you know, you ignorant crackers, nothing. That that was like, yeah, there was a dude came up to get me. <laughs> I, You know, your gigs have always been so strange, and you make them, like, things are supposed to be normal, you'll be the strange one, if it's a strange thing. But I remember you telling this story about when you did a game show in Australia and would not... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, play along with yeah, it. Yeah, and I kept hitting the buzzer when it wasn't. <laughs> you, you, would hit the other, you would hit the buzzer while they were asking a question. You would hit other people's other buzzer. People's buzzer. <laughs> yeah, they <would> go. <laughs> I remember that. That was a uh, yeah, yeah. Well, that that run in Australia, I got in way more trouble than like from the like. This was, I think, this was before I set the Tonight Show on fire. But but I had, there was a show there. And they had a mascot with a duck. There's a dude in a duck suit. And so they give me this stuffed duck. And so on a live show, and I'm like, I don't want the fucking duck. So I, I lit it on fire. The thing went up. Like, and people went nuts. He set Plucky Duck on fire. Like They all loved him so yeah, much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be, like, it'd be like cutting the head off a of Mickey Mouse right. on the air or something. Yeah, or Kermit or something. But that's always the beauty I always thought of your kind of act, is you're like, how quick can I become the outsider? You know, so many people are so worried. You know, you hear about the bully thing today. Right, 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 right. And it just seems so many of your gigs that you would just go, how quick can I get outside of yeah. what people are supposed to be doing? And I think that's, you know, outsider is is how I've always felt about myself. It took me late, later in life to realize that, mm -hmm. you know, it's like, and that's the movies again are an extension of that. I'm not, you know, they're always about... Uh, the the people on the outside, the weirdos, or people who are very human and make bad bad decisions, but you still like them, you know. Well, that's the weird thing about your films. I try to explain it together. I'm like the premise is going to be pretty crazy, but then there's all these moments of heart that I don't even think that we're getting from like traditional filmmakers. Like there are places in there that are like really human, really human emotions and places to connect to in these strange premises. Yeah. I mean this new one is uh, I don't know if I should tell the plot. Not 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 that people are gonna do the movie but it might ruin it if you're a fan. But it's it's a story about this junkie who who goes home and and um uh poses as a war vet <laughs> and he becomes a hero yeah and he's the worst guy you know? in the world yeah 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 and he becomes a hero and it's just so horrible and and he's tore up too i mean it's right so so yeah it's a it's another it's another feel-good pocket goldplay <laughs> movie uh I want to just I'm going to plug some of the movies that are out there too because you can pick these up where like yeah, Amazon they're all or whatever like, yeah and 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 Netflix and all that Sleeping Dogs Lie is uh, amazing the one that you did with Robin Williams World's uh, Greatest Dad uh, God Bless America is insane and great. And I think the, the dark secret that most Americans have, that I'm just about there before oh, I, yeah. I snap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think um, 
that's the part that's the uncomfortable part. It isn't the the violence that's portrayed in the movie because that's all cartoonish. It's the fact that we're sitting there kind of identifying with this guy right. uh, who's just fed up with how, how and, and I'm including myself, how nasty mm. we've been in the past and, and, and where are we going, you know? Right. And I still, I feel like I'm always walking that line of, you know, see yourself as part of a group, dude. Stop fucking snapping because of how annoying everything is. But at the same time, being totally let down in American culture. You Constantly. know what I mean? But that's the, that's <laughs> the insane part, though. Like when we're let down by our, our, our fellow man, because uh, I, I guess I guess that that's that's good that that we do think things should go a little better than they are. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you're a stand up. Uh, on the road now, and you're going to be at Gotham uh, this weekend. Thanks for a lot for stopping by. Oh, thanks, again, man. man. And again, I got to tell you, the last time I did the show, it was, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm never going to get to do uh, 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 actor studio, yeah. but it was the closest thing I'll have well, to I'm that. Glad and, to hear and, that. And, and I and uh, and I've. Uh, and I've even turned people on to that because I thought it was a real accurate and a very kind uh, portrayal of what I'm up to. Uh, all right. Uh, GothamComedyClub.com and uh, Bobcat's uh, special. You don't look the same either. That's out on Amazon.com. I'll see you next time coming through. Awesome. All right, man? Thank you. Peace. Quite the uh, character. I guess Bobcat isn't on Twitter or anything, right? No, he's not. He doesn't deal with any of that kind of stuff. It's weird because most people that are out there selling independent film, but if you get a chance to see his movies, they're so strange. The uh, the world's greatest dad, Robin Williams, gives one of the best performances he's ever given. And Joe Murray is fucking great. Joe Murray's a shit. And was so funny when he was in here that last time. Um, and Bobcat's a crazy comic. He did my club in uh, Florida. The first time uh, we had done some kind of radio. Well, there was some kind of weird radio thing where he was supposed to do our show first and then didn't, and then we kind of badmouthed him. So the second time that he came back... He came in and like we were like just having a fun time, but the whole time he was sitting there with this huge stink bomb under the thing, <laughs> so that if I started giving him more shit, 
it was just going to fucking tear gas the studio. And when he told me that story after the fact, I was rolling on the ground laughing because <laughs> he's always doing shit like like he's always ready to light a fire. Yeah, light a fucking fire. <laughs> it's so insane. Everybody was so mad at him that time that he let the Tonight Show couch on fire, and. Um, I didn't even get a chance. He also directs a lot of TV stuff, and he's directed uh, some of the new Mark Marin episodes that he's doing for IFC. Yeah, the which, Marin. Is that just called Marin? It's just called Marin, yeah. Uh, so anyway, that's uh, if you get a chance to see him or pick up any of those movies. You dig the movies in a big way, right? Hell yeah. God Bless America was the shit. Couldn't get enough of it. Did you see uh, Let Sleeping Dogs? Uh, I, I, haven't, I haven't seen that. I will tell you this. This is a crazy movie. So it's like these two people to the, uh, uh, together, and they're like going to get married. And like, you know, what's the weirdest thing that you ever did sexually? And the guy right. like gives something away. And it was like one time I was with my dog. And it fucking just oh, no. changes that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there's one weird thing. Now you would think sick and disgusting but honestly you will watch this film and you will think to yourself maybe i'm kind of rough on the people i like the best you know what i mean maybe i'm judgmental of people i don't think uh i'm judgmental of it's yeah, re he's it. a really interesting filmmaker and he makes these uh films for you know w in movie con terms which is considered no money which is like a million dollars but they don't fucking look it yeah, God Bless America was really good. I loved it. Um, hey, uh, James. James, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we lost you, buddy. Uh, so bad the interview was today with Cat. I mean, he's underappreciated. Just a great director, and I'm glad to see that somebody's showing him some respect anyway. <laughs> uh, it, it's hard to understand you, but it was really uh, all the people that like we were talking about are underappreciated, you know. So if you're like, oh, I dig Todd Silence's movies, I'd like to go in that direction. You're going to be underappreciated. It's just the way it goes because Hollywood is not going to make and promote those kind of films. So you got to say to yourself, I'm going to be somewhat under the radar. Well, it's also crazy. There's so many other outlets now to get the, the smaller movies out, like Netflix, iTunes, wherever else, where at least people can have access to it if you get the word out. Yeah, I guess. I mean, that is one way to see a film. I don't know. I don't like to see films on phones. I like to see a film in the theater. Um... And I thank everybody who gave him feedback uh, out there that uh, saw the unmask where you saying that's uh, one of the... Are we doing the unmask tomorrow or is that next week? It's tomorrow? The one that we have for this week? Don't seem like we plan these things the way we used to. Uh, yeah, I think that... Yeah, that is tomorrow. Are they running on both channels? Uh-huh. So how come we never announce or anything? That was my fault. It's not anybody's fault. I don't think it's something that we ever do. Uh, but that's a, that was uh, a lot of fun, too, so we'll run that on Mass tomorrow. The Mass show is always a ball, because you will find out where the person's coming from by the end of it. I mean, it's really weird 
to think that if you look at most performers out there and the strong moral conscience that they have towards art, you would not expect Bobcat to be at the top of that list. And he honestly is. I mean, the the things that he, uh, these films that he makes are so genuine and so interesting and um, really have a much stronger moral compass. Even though, did a baby get shot? Yeah. But... It says something. All yeah. Right. I uh, had to see a film last night and I'm like, uh, do they think that none of us know that the cops would have shown up by now? Why do they think that these shootouts could take place constantly without a single cop at least showing up somewhere? They're just such fantasy. Don't worry. No, the cops, they were in a traffic jam. But you know what I found out last night at that screening that had me depressed? One of these uh, film reviewers told me that they're no longer using the screening room at the Brill Building. And that used to give me the only reason to go into the old Brill Building. Uh, and I can't remember the last time I did it. Have, have you ever been over there, Chris? I don't think I've been, I've been, I haven't been over there, no. And now we won't ever have any reason to get into that building again in those crazy elevators. That's really historical uh, building. Hey, we've got some uh, cupcakes here. Mike Kaka stopped by and brought us the stuff from Molly's. Oh. And uh, I know... Uh, Chris, you like a cupcake. I loves me a cupcake. They're delicious. Fez, when's the last time you stopped by Molly's? Um, it's it's been a while. I think you ought to do uh, one of your open rooms in there this week. Oh, that's a when good Mike idea. Said you ought to go down and set up, and then do your thing. Because I actually thought if you were going to stay up all night, that you should have been. Um, doing that uh, uh, Rand Paul thing last night. Yeah, well, he ended up uh, finishing up probably a little bit after midnight. That's pussy to me. I really feel like if you're going to go for that, why wouldn't you go till you passed out? Well, that's what he said he was going to do. Like, he started just before noon yesterday and said, I will speak until I can speak no more. Kind of quoting Popeye at that point. And then finished up probably about 13 hours into it. That's terrible. I would have thought you go as long as you can, you pass out. I mean, Gandhi is not going to go like this. I'm not going to eat for 13 hours. I just didn't get the whole premise. I know we got a couple of new flavors, Rocky Road and the Coconut uh, Macadamia. I want to try those. Mm. Chris, I'm going to get you um, plain cake. Oh. And I like the top. Wow, these are so beautiful. It's cupcake art. So when are you going to go down tonight or tomorrow night, Fez? I'll I'll go down tonight and open up the room. Yeah. Yep. Wow, look at this. Wow, that looks great. Can you eat these? Um. Yes, I can eat those. Just... No, is that just? I didn't say. Did you want to eat these? <laughs> I will go... make a doctor's decision and say yes. I I can eat these. This might be my new favorite. Um, see if you can get a plain cake for Chris. Uh, so, you know, is, is, for, I can I get one topping? Some frosting, maybe? All right, what's the name of this one? What do I order under? under? Coconut macadamia. That's the best thing I've ever ate in my life. I wish I could rename this to Ron Bennington. 
Oh, the Ron Banks is quite delicious. But, but, whatever you guys, it's delicious. If you got an extra Rocky Road, I would love to try that. Oh, that looks great. Fuzz, mm, mm, mm. maybe you should start directing films. Well, I guess I guess there's no reason why I couldn't. Just Paulo made one. That's true. And if you go by his example, you don't really need editing and stuff. Why are you so mean to him? He loves you. <laughs> you were roommates. He's the only other person to see in your apartment. It's true. All right, coconut macadamia is my favorite thing in the whole world. Wow. I love that. Oh, look who he's coming in. Let the kid pick one. Now, and get something for... Uh, can Pips, can you eat these? Or they hurt your stomach? I could have one. What kind do you want? I'll give me the new ones. Any of the new ones. Well, you haven't even tried the old ones. Do you have a Pepsi AC one he can have? These are the Ron Bennington with peanut butter. Those are all kind of plain with nothing in the middle. And then these all have stuff in the middle. No, give me one of those plates in front of me, too. That's a Rocky Road. This Rocky Road is amazing. The marshmallow filling is perfect. Do you like it better than the Ron Bennington? Uh, Ron Bennington's still my number one. Okay, but, good. I was worried. But this... Wow. This is uh, amazing. These are delicious. We used to have to go all the way to Chicago for these. Dude, it tastes like magic. I just had the new coconut one. <laughs> Holy shit. I don't like coconut. It's not overly coconut. Not at all. It's just a hint. And it's delicious. It's more macadamia. Really? Yeah, and this stuff in the middle is unbelievable. It's delicious goo. Some homo. Does that come across as anti-gay? When he does it, I think yes. Oh, come on. Yes. When I do it. Why am I the exception I to every goddamn rule? I thought somehow I was going to be the hashtag that bridges the uh, the orientations. Hey, I like that coconut. It's unbelievable. It's not so coconutty. I just discovered um, coconut oil to use for cooking. I didn't discover it. I just, it's new to me. And I started to like that. So now maybe I'm starting to become a coconut. I was person. reading that the other day that more people are using coconut oil. Than ever before. And I think I remember they used to say it was bad for us. Yeah, I, they did. It's more saturated is what... I think I learned this in the comment section on the Interrobang. It's more saturated. And that's why it comes like in, like in a solid, like a Crisco does. Uh-huh. So that's why they stopped using it, because it's more fattening. But now they're discovering it's healthier. They used to use it at movie theaters to make popcorn with. And now I, I just made popcorn with it. It's awesome. Mmm. That's actually where I read about it. I read about it, people using it for popcorn. Coconut and popcorn. I just like the chemical butter from the movie theater. I know it's bad, and it makes me feel sick. Well, but... if you still need an oil. That has nothing to do with your butter. Oh. But yeah, even before you put this the This is the pop on. it. Ah, all right. I thought they were just covering your popcorn in coconut oil. No, that would be fucking nuts. <laughs> No, and it doesn't taste coconutty. It's just it's just really good. All right, up on the eye bank today. Uh, a lot's going on. Fez, what's got your eye? What's Fez Watley paying attention to? Uh, Mayor Bloomberg's new target in New York City, where it's the the earbuds 
and I guess it's ear bleed. I don't know the proper term for it, where the sound is just bleeding out from the earbuds. And he's saying that our young people are going to go deaf, and that's why he wants to crack down on this. Well, how would you crack down on it? I don't know whether there's supposed to be, like, maybe subway cops that come through the cars and um, give people fines. I can't imagine. um, What he's saying, I agree with. There's no one. I mean, I destroyed my own ears through wearing headphones. And most people, and that's one thing. I can't even understand Chris Stanley's mumble. I have no idea what he's ever saying to me. And I think it's because some of my lower tones have been destroyed from a life working in radio. But I don't, uh, so to tell anybody you don't need to blast your music, that makes sense. But I, I, there's no way you, you're going to figure out who to find and what to do. Well, it's, all, it's also just kind of a cover, I think, on his part. I think it's a, he's always been a big less noise in New York guy. That was one of the things when he first went into office. But that's not... And I a think big, big cause of noise. He, he, I'd rather see him finding people for honking their horns. Yeah, headphones. You know, thanks to headphones, we don't have people walking around with boom boxes. Like in the eighties. Yeah. Like this Radio Rakim. Doesn't oh, bother boy, anyone but yourself. I mean, at least. I mean, with the weight thing, I think the argu- with the soda thing, the argument is that you're putting a strain on the healthcare system. I don't know if that many people are putting a strain on the healthcare system with their hearing loss. I think they said diabetes is costing this country two hundred forty-five million dollars. But is hearing loss something oh, I'm sorry, like that? Billion dollars. Billion dollars. Right. So that's why there's some argument for you know, even though I don't like the soda bans, they at least have an argument for why the government would get involved. But what? Right. There's no argument here for why the government needs to get involved. See, I think that's just a cover. He's using like a health issue to cover up the fact that those times when he does ride the six train to city hall, he rides the six train by himself. There's no one in that car. Armed guards. But I'm sure somebody has complained. Why do we have to listen to these really loud ears? Earbuds that even though they're stuck in the people's ears, we're still having to listen to their music. What? That's really a complaint. I don't think so. I've I've heard I've been able to hear the sound coming out of someone else's ear. You know, like like I can hear what that what they're playing. But according to the mayor, that's a complaint, level. and that's a part of his uh, a less noisy New York campaign. You have to ban speaking to each other as well because that's I about no as annoying as it is. It's no more than annoying than people I having like a conversation. <laughs> I wish people would just give hand signals on the street. Maybe he's just trolling all of us, and he's just deciding how can I fucking I'm, be weird. I'm like this. Like if I tell somebody I want to go to a store, I go like this, shh, shh, and I just point. <laughs> you know what I mean? I treat everything like it's Vietnam. <laughs> what about you, Chris Daly? Oh, Bloomberg, he's a dick. I know, but we're moving on since we're not picking up a lot of heat on it. Here's a fucked up story. Good. Some lady uh, was, well, two women were getting high in a car. Oh, that is cool. In Oklahoma. And the cops swing by, Frisker find a loaded 22 in her vagina along with a bunch of meth and crack. <laughs> so are you coming out against this or for it? For it. Okay. I'm for her trying to hide a gun inside her vagina. I would actually say to her when she got a, what was it? a 22. Okay. A 22 in her vagina. Loaded. Yeah. That's not safe. <laughs> Why? She's just holster pussy. That's she was in there for target practice. <laughs> they didn't say how much meth and uh, crack they found. 
I'm going to guess it's alive. She can already fit a gun up there. Well, I thought the, the meth and crack was in her ass. It's just such a s- s- slim membrane between the two. Yeah, but a very important one. <laughs> <laughs> I just worry that maybe this woman has like some physical problems that she could hold so much inside of her. You are probably right. You are probably 100% uh, correct about that. Um, Art is trying to call us with a spy report from a death from yesterday. <laughs> so that doesn't help us at all, Art, in Pittsburgh. It's not a spy report when it's 24 hours old. It's a die report. That's good. That's good, Chris. Thank you. Um. Let's uh, break here. We'll be back in just a minute. Lots more coming up. Check it all out on the iBang as well. It's the Ron Fez Show. You're enjoying the Ron and Fez Show on Sirius XM's OB and Anthony channel. More in moments. DollarShaveClub.com. You want to make a good decision in your life? Make one that's going to work out for you each and every month. One that you're never going to regret. That's joining up with DollarShaveClub.com. For just a few dollars a month, you're getting quality razors that are going to do the job, give you a great shave, and for just a fraction of the cost of name brand razors. You go out buying name brand razors every month. You're spending $40, $50 a month doing it. With Dollar Shave Club, it's a few bucks a month, and you're getting the great shave that you need. And you're always going to have razors available. Each and every month, you're going to get another delivery from DollarShaveClub.com so that you're never going to run out of razors. There's always going to be one there for you so that you're getting the shave you deserve. DollarShaveClub.com. Go online, sign up today, have a great shave the rest of your life. DollarShaveClub.com. That's at DollarShaveClub.com. Thursday. Uh, Christiane, here's a story up on the iBang that I find to be interesting. It's the last taboo of 
pornography. Mm. The last taboo on pornography, and once this story went out, I asked a couple of people, I go, what do you think the taboo is? And they all were incest or bestiality. But according to this story, it's interracial. Interracial. And you know the problem with it, What's uh, Hicks? No. Women will, porn stars, their price goes down after they've gone black. <sighs> that God. they will lose enough fans. And like, so some of these porn stars are saying, yeah, I would do it. I have no problem with it. I just can't. Fucks my paycheck up. Yeah, I, I just don't want to lose the money. Uh, and I thought this is like the 1960s where people would worry about the value of their house if a black person moved in. Now, if a black person moves into your vagina, the suddenly the money goes down. I had no idea. I didn't know about this either. That uh, it, it sounds racist. I mean, because well, the the thing isn't so much racist. Like, oh, people are out to get you. It's that they there are certain people that just like the white on white stuff, and I would actually say this: a lot of people will watch a white guy, Asian girl, don't necessarily want to see an Asian guy, white girl. Uh, well, that it's not so much that that the people are racist, but their penises are somewhat racist. They can't get that dick hard. There seems to be a lot of black on blonde porn. At least that's a that's a famous category of uh, porn. Well, it was also a great Dylan album, Black on Blonde. Um, yeah, it is. But those blondes will not make the same kind of money. They they will have the taboo niche yeah. uh, or niche, as people say now, uh, and that that becomes a subcategory. A genre, if you will, but the mainstream money, the big uh, money, is still white on white. I would have thought like speculum porn would have would have been. There's so the many taboo. more taboos. I wouldn't have even thought that was taboo anymore. And it seems to be a big category in gay porn that well, I've looked at. We're talking about actual porn, not gay porn. That well, this gay it's porn, still porn. That's uh, gay porn is taboo porn. No. So you're still going with taboo. The black on blonde is still considered taboo, blah, blah, blah. But what gets to me about this is not so much that people won't watch that. They won't become as big of fans of the girl. Because a lot of these uh, porn girls have to be on Twitter interacting with their fucking dudes <laughs> who send them stuff. Um Here's uh, James. James, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, how you doing today? Good. Um, yeah, I was just, uh, you know, I, I just don't understand that. I, you know, I like to watch a, a white woman get railed by a big black penis. Uh -huh. I enjoy to see that. Uh, I mean, I understand that it kind of looks like a turd going in to a woman, like a big brown turd. That's just kind of... You are know, not helping, James. Uh, well, you know, you, I'm you think that. immediately, uh, you know, you first started off that way. Here's Scott. Scott, you're on the run of Fez show. Hey, boys. Uh, Fez, love you. I cannot stand. I can't even believe you're talking about this. I can't stand interracial porn at all. If it comes on, 
if I flip through, I get almost nauseous to my stomach. And I'm not racist at all. I just, there's something about it I just cannot stand. It's it racist. I don't think that it's racist because for the same reason that you really use it around and tell us that you're born this way, Fez. Right. That you have no choice of what you're attracted to. Uh, the fact that the white guy can't identify with a black guy, I don't know if it's, I, I think it's somewhat outside of choice. It really is a weird thing, and it's not its not really racist. I just can't identify, and, and it goes the other way, too. I can't watch a white guy with a black girl, either. Well, now you're just, just being really gay. Seriously, no, no, that's just stupid. But, you know, well, Fed's saying racist. I don't think it's racist. I think it would be racist to try and stop it. But to what turns you on is purely preference. And it seems weird that a uh, a gay guy would be telling us what is or an almost gay guy, a guy who tried to be gay. But Well, I can understand preference, but if it goes so far as to say... I'm not a fan of this particular female porn star anymore because of a movie she did previously. Like, you couldn't watch her white-on-white porn anymore. That Uh, screams racism. I don't know if it screams racism for the same reason that if you're the agent of a young action hero, you don't want him playing a bad guy in a movie. Because that will trace back to people. You know what I mean? Like, if you have a guy, a, a lot of guys don't want their guys to play gay. Uh, if you if you have an action star, if you're doing The Rock, and he goes, oh, I got a great role, it's a gay role, I guarantee you some people are going to try to talk into him. Um, but if those Bob, roles are seen as bad, then that's also a prejudice. If they're just automatically seen as bad. No one said it is bad. It's whether or not you're going to keep your fans. Your fans are going to be there. Um, you're the one who tells us that it, it wasn't your idea to be gay. That this has somehow happened to you. Why would anybody be then turn, uh, you know, responsible for what turns them on? Uh, here's Bob. You're on the Run of Fest show. Yeah, my wife will not watch interracial porn. <clears throat> she won't admit she's a racist, but I'd rather her be a racist than like that big old black dick. Okay, so you're saying it would be a bad thing even for you if she liked interracial porn? I would think. I don't know. I'm good with whatever's going down as long as I'm getting a piece of ass. Okay, thank you. Uh, Tom, you're on the Run of Face show. Really great calls. Tom. Hey, Ronnie B., what's up? Hey. Hey, uh, I'm a black guy. I can't stand watching interracial porn just because the stigma on it is like all, all these black guys have big dicks, and it's like I, I can't compete with that. So why the hell would I watch it? it? drives me fucking nuts. Well, here's also another funny thing is that if you ever notice that the black guys in any interracial porn are just treated like their dick and nothing else. You know what I there's mean? There's nothing else attached there, to it. There's never, uh, there, there's never any character work that they're bringing into this. Um, let's go over here to Jeremy. You're on the Run of Fed show. Yeah, I, I don't think that it's really racist, but if you're not into interracial porn, I think it's still considered taboo in this country, sadly. But, you know, I think, like, with Fez's argument, it's not really valid because I'm very for homosexuals, you know, to get married and stuff, but I could never sit down and just watch two dudes just 
you know, bang each other in the That's ass. That's a really good point. You, you're you not exactly yeah. homophobic if you don't want to watch gay uh, porn. In the case of this, it would be about everybody having their choice. The only thing that came up in this article, and I believe it was from Daily Beast, was saying that the it will cost you in fans uh, and cost you sooner or later in the pocketbook if you're doing this. And that's just the porn companies, I guess, listening to their fans. Like You get paid for what you sell. Yeah. I mean, it's not... Uh, but that's where the racism comes in. Where now you're tainted goods because you could have done 80 white-on-white films you do one you you do one with a black guy and you're spoiled goods for the point industry I, I don't know why you said spoiled goods but you lose fans the, the the people who the reason why they're going to be a fan of that girl face it is that they pick themselves into that role if anything this tells us a lot less black men buy porn than white men um it's not a matter of... I don't think it's conscious thinking at all. I think it's below... I think it's subconscious. And I think that the normal porn watcher wants to picture himself as that person. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. It's the Ron Fez Show. We are here on a uh, Thursday... It's Thirsty Thursday. Well, I don't know about that. It's just Thursday. And I know. All right. So when lesbian porn stars, they'll get a big fat contract for the first guy they'll they'll sleep with. I didn't know that. I'm pr- yeah, I think that's true. And the first anal, a day definitely. Like, that, that's like that's like a coming out party. If a girl right. will do anal, she'll get more cash for it. And there's not they're not going to pay more money for second anal. No, because they've seen uh, it. Seen it. Um, here's, uh, Anthony, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, guys. Um, Ronnie, I don't know if you remember, a while back, I mean, you still had, uh, Eastside Dave and Earl, like, in the studio. Um, you asked Dave, you were asking a bunch of questions to make Earl queasy about, like, cum and piss choices. And you asked Dave if he'd rather have his chick with one black guy or, like, 30 white guys. And he said 30 white guys right in front of Earl. This is the same fucking thing. Yeah, uh, Dave is also, and he is a guy who watches porn on his phone, watches porn in in movie theaters while other people are watching Star Wars. He's watched porn in the office with me. He will not watch interracial porn. It doesn't work. Now, none, none of us believe Dave to be racist. We know that he's not. It's just something that doesn't um, turn him on. Uh, Jim, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, guys. Hey, Ronnie's, or uh, not Ronnie, uh, Fezzy stated in the past that he wouldn't even date a black guy. Does that make him racist? Well, he has changed. He's gotten his consistency went off on that. And when he first came in, he said he wouldn't. But then after going to some, I hate to say it, Fez is now seeing himself as a fat girl where he's saying... Uh, sure. Okay. Uh, enough time I've been standing in the corner. No one will ask me out. Take what I can get. Right. Um, 
Here's uh, Mike. You're on the Run of Fez show. Fez, uh, I sleep with, I have an Asian girlfriend. I sleep with uh, black girls, Indian girls, everybody but, and I'm a white guy, everybody but white girls. So do you think, how would you label me then? I know what they, well, I know what a psychologist would say about you is that the reason that you lack confidence because I remember when this came up about Marlon Brando mm-hmm. I remember reading this when I was a kid they were saying that he was only attracted to Asians because he somewhat did not believe in himself and think I get a white woman yeah uh, they also said about guys that like to date young that they feel like a woman of their own maturity level will see them for who they are. But I don't know whether that's even prejudice because it's almost saying something bad about Asian women. And there's nothing wrong with them at all. They're quite beautiful. Yeah, and then they'll also rub your feet for you. You know, they'll cut up your fucking raw fish. Nice massages. Yeah. Um, John, you're on the Run of Fish show. Hey, Ronnie, I is not being honest, and I have a question that can prove it. Okay, good. If he had a gun to his head, and he had had to watch his mother have sex, would he rather see her screw a white guy or a big black guy? And be honest. You know what? I will tell you something, John. When you started this, uh, I did not think that we were going to go to a place. So, here we go, Fez. And this is, all you got to do is answer this question. Right. The Nazis have a gun up to your head. They're yes. going to pull the trigger. Someone is going to have sex with your mom, and you're going to be forced to watch. Do you want her to have sex with a white guy or a black guy? I'm still having to sit there and watch my mother have sex. You, this is the stupidest question ever. It's a question that you refuse to answer. All you got to do is answer the question. Answer it. A black guy. Really? Holy shit. This is going to be a horrific experience, no matter who's doing it. You just told me more about yourself, Fez. Even if Fez is going to maintain this lie that he doesn't care. Oh, 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 shit. Least. You know language. it's going to bother your mother. She's not of your she's generation. Racist. She's going to have a preference. So at least she be honest enough to choose to on her behalf. All right, I didn't think about her feelings in this. Of course, uh, you did. You were just trying to stick to your guns. You were trying to stick to your guns of being superior to everyone else and let that hug. I hope this happens. I hope <laughs> Nazis come down there. Don't they hope that. through the giant mosquitoes of Florida. And for your mom to hear you yell, it doesn't matter. No, but he actually you know chose black guy. Yeah, put the black guy up. <laughs> um, here's Andy in, in Boston. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, so I got I got one thing for Fezzy after this, too. But um, So me and my wife, we really enjoy watching porn together. Um, and the reason why we can't really get into interracial porn or even lesbian porn is because uh, I, I know with me, my imagination just doesn't get it. You know what I mean? I'm not in the picture in my imagination where if it's a white guy, you know, banging a hot blonde or, or another girl, it just, I get it. So so that's, that's that on me. I don't think it's a, a racist thing because I even have trouble getting into lesbian porn 
I think when well. you I think when you use words like racism, when it comes to people's preference, you dilute the word. I think racism would be if you tried to stop anyone from enjoying what they want to enjoy based on your uh, outside beliefs. And whether you know it or not, Fez, you, out of everyone, are showing intolerance. I'm not showing intolerance. Yes, you are. You are saying that somehow people should be judged for their sexual freak. That somehow they should come to your version of a more normal, better world. And that's exactly the kind of stuff that kept gay guys. And now, by the way, Fez, actual gay guys. Gay guys that <laughs> actually have sex and don't sit around and talk about news things like, isn't this awful? Or here's a political thing. Isn't this awful? But guys that actually get turned on by gay sex have had to put up with for generations of people telling them what is right and what is wrong. This is talking about if a guy has a favorite white porn star and he finds out, doesn't even see it, finds out she's done interracial porn before, he's not a fan anymore. That's racism. But don't you, but if a guy follows along, they're a big Metallica fan, right? And then Metallica does the album with Lou Reed. And he says, I'm done with Metallica because they broke his fantasy. They broke his illusion. This is show business. But if this is fucking show business. Only show business for the same reason that they didn't want to have Burt Reynolds get beat up in a movie. Steven Seagal can't go out and go and go into a movie and get beat up by Jet Li and then go, now I want to start a new movie where I'm the hero. It's all illusion. It's all just based on fantasy. Here's Eric. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, buddy. Hey, uh, my, my wife right now, my wife and I are swingers. We watch porn of all type, all genre. Um, we've watched some uh, guy-on-guy porn. It does not. It doesn't turn either one of us on. My wife can watch interracial porn, and she'll get into it. But two months ago, we spent ten days at a swingers resort, and she had several chances to have sex with different black guys, and she did not want to. She's like, watching it was fine, but actually doing it and seeing it like in person because. There was a couple times where we, you know, were like in a playroom and saw it going on, and she wanted no part of it. It's like suddenly it turned her off, but yet we could go back to the room and watch it on TV. She had no problem with it. I think a lot of times uh, we just have very little control about over what turns us on and what doesn't turn us on. It doesn't mean you're a crazy bigot. I don't know exactly what it means. I don't know whether we've gone far enough to it. If you go back to when when they really try to explain it to you, and you find out it's something you saw or heard when you were a, a little kid, like a toddler or even less, mm-hmm. like I'm sure Fez either saw or heard or got confused about something that's kept him the world's oldest virgin. I, I I don't think it's an intellectual thing. I think it's something deep down into his subconscious where his hack fucking shrink won't take him 
after all these years. Well, that's why I always think it's so weird that people jump so fast to want to say that um, being gay is is a born this way or not born this way thing. I don't think anyone can control their preferences, and we, none of us know where they come from. They're just there. You know, just like Fez says, he can't control whether he likes guys or girls, so that must make it a born this way thing. But I, I the same way, I can't control what, who, or what attracts me. Um, and maybe I am born that way, or maybe not. Um, most straight people don't think about born this way. You know what I mean? Like they don't. Like a lot of times, will when people say that they have a type, they might think, "Here's why I like it." But I don't think they exactly know why that got into their head in the first place. And you can't change it. That I don't know. It can change over time, I think, but I don't think you can make the decision to change what attracts you. Here's Billy in Jersey. You're on the Run of Fez show. What's up, Apocalypse? Hi, Billy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm a white guy. Um, I love especially black women. I can watch porn with any, any skin color female, but... Uh, Something about any other penis color for me. That guy, it's got to be a white dick. I can't, can't watch anything about that. Well, in, Fez's, in Fez's view, you're a racist. Well, yeah, that's fine. I can't watch the Dutch. Really? <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen Dutch porn. Yeah, you know all the little wooden shoes? Those <laughs> people that want to take them off? Well, all right, take it out of race. Okay, let's just take race out of it completely. If you had a porn star that you thought was amazing and found out that she was doing... I don't even know what you would call it, porn with really old men. Mm -hmm. um, that could also turn you off, and it would have nothing to do with race. It just would be that you don't want to think of her with people that aren't like you. To me, that would make you gay, because the gays don't want to have uh, sex with the olders. They just want the young twinks. I mean, like old, old. Yeah. So what you need to do when if you're really trying to turn off twinks is grow a big, giant, fucking white mustache as a way of saying, here's a stop sign. Don't come near this. Definitely don't come. By the way, I do have money, so if you want to sneak in here and cut my head off and steal it like gays do, help yourself. That is the wrong signal to send out. Um, Why are you doing that, Fest? But don't you think that it's funny that you want to attract young guys and then you have a big, giant white mustache? Well, I at first I thought so. The bearded Paul McCartney. You're not bearded Paul McCartney. Uh, uh, don't you see the shirt I'm wearing? Oh, love? it does say the Beatles. Oh, by the way, they don't call each other love. They just they call it birds love, but they don't say that to other guys. No, we do back in uh, across the pond. Where, where where is it that the Beatles are from? Uh, we are fr well. I am from Liverpool. Uh huh. And the rest of the Beatles? I uh, I don't care. Yeah, you don't care about them. It's all. So what are you doing today, bearded Paul McCartney? Well, I'm making my rounds, and you know, I really just wanted to say, "Blackbird singing in the dead of night." Yeah. And uh, that's uh, quite about it. All right. Well, thanks for being here, bearded Paul. McCartney. There you go, I really have so much to say. But you just said you had nothing um, else. What? But there was more stuff? Uh...
course. Okay, go ahead. All right. I heard you said that is about it. Ron, there's, plenty, there's plenty bearded bubble card <laughs> oh. has to say. Ron, Ron, I gotta yeah. tell you, Dave Grohl tried to get us to form a band called Servana. Yeah. And, you know, I wanted to call it Beatles 2 Skiddly Doo <laughs> Biddly Bank Ratatouille 2. Jeez, oh, I don't even know if this is the real bearded Paul McCartney. It's bearded Paul McCartney. Do I not look like Paul McCartney? No. I played at Yankee Stadium August 2011, and okay. I rocked the house. Okay. So then that does make him Bearded Paul McCartney, I guess. <laughs> he knew the date. Yeah, he had the date down. July, actually. Okay. Uh, what is a Bearded Paul McCartney? Cuckoo, cachoo, saggy <laughs> sock, Ron. Okay. Did you know I was the walrus? Yeah, that was you? If, uh, who else would it be? Mm. Not that bloody cocksucker John. All right, well, he's, oh, whoa, whoa. he's dead. Oh. Why don't we say goodbye to Bye. 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 There he goes. He's, uh, he's changed so much, hasn't he? Well, like, he didn't he have bread hair before? <laughs> he, he hasn't been around in a while, so yeah. who knows? People go through life changes. I don't, you know. Well, I'm glad that he's gone. I really... Oh, boy. Didn't you just leave? Yep, that... They're waving me back in. I don't know. <laughs> Who's waving a, you back in? I don't know. So what you should be doing there. The, the guy mopping <laughs> the floors outside. <laughs> he no just kind of... It's carpeted out there. Yeah. So you had more oh, to add is it? it? What was that? Did you have more to add? Like on a piece oh, of paper? Absolutely, piece of absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Did you hear? I have no problem with Yoko wrong. No. She didn't break up the band. We just hated each other. Na, 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 na. Na 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 na. It's not a Beatles song. Hey, Jews. It's not true. It's just not true. <laughs> Ron, yes. I'm a knight, don't you know? Mm. The Queen herself appointed me. Hoodly who, Ron? The Queen was in a bit of a mess lately, as you've heard. Yeah, I, yeah, and I had. It, it's a, it's a really good thing that she's really pulled herself together, because uh, who knows what. England would have turned into without a just utter chaos. Okay. Mm. Yeah, uh, but dabba do, Ron. I love America. <laughs> okay. I mean, other than. Thanks, Peter Paul McCartney. He's good, man. Somebody should have helped Peter Paul McCartney because. Uh, uh, Bill, in Utah, you're on the Run of Fed show. Yeah, I got a question for Bearded Bob, Paul McCartney, if he's still there. Uh, no, what was your question for him, though? I just want to know if Bob is his uncle. Oh, that uh, I'll have to ask him. Maybe I'll see him later in the hall if the mop guy does it. <laughs> Keep inviting him back in. <laughs> There's raised floors here, so if they're mopping the carpeted floor, it's going to destroy all the electronics. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, did I? I yeah, say it a lot. You know, I love America, except for this bloody snow. Did you guys catch my performance for the Sandy victims? I'm yeah. going to start summering in Breezy Point. Boopaloo! <laughs> Dazzledorf a Gooberon. This reminds me of 1965 when I recorded yesterday. You know, it's the most covered song in history. Did you blow that wrong? Did I what? Blonk. Did I blonk it? Blonk it. What does that mean? Do you, you know, did you blonk it? Mm, I don't know what blonk means. Listen to it, you fancy it? 
Oh yeah, I've listened to it and I fancied it. Have you ever you play guitar? You ever sing along to it? No. No. Not into music. No. No. Who would be? You know, I'm, I'm worth over 1.2 billion dollars. You gotta go now, Bearded Paul McCartney. Okay. Nice. All right. He I, looks different. He sounds different. I miss them. Don't you do a show with them on Saturday nights? <laughs> what? Did you do the Davey Mack show last night? Yeah. You what do. was the big topic? <sighs> NBA. We're just talking a lot of basketball right now. And getting excited for you get March my Madness. On the, on the twisted uh, ankle. By the way, we're putting together our March Madness... When very soon, right, Fez? Right, yeah. The selection show is uh, ten days away, so we'll be we'll be announcing that probably next week. And we'll also have uh, a, an incredibly cool uh, prize for the winner this uh, year. I know something else is uh, going on in sport, and I want to bring in uh, our guy to talk about that, Matty Ice. <laughs> That beard of Paul McCartney. Uh, I don't know who that is. Yeah, I, well, it doesn't matter. I, it was a conversation between me and Maddie. It had nothing to do with you. Oh, well, I'm terribly sorry. No, don't worry about it. I'm sure I am sure I could replace him. I mean, how hard could that <laughs> well, be? Well, we'll just use Maddie. <laughs> Why don't you get me Maddie? But thank you, beard of Paul McCartney. All right. There we go. Beard of Paul McCartney. Jesus. I'm 1.2 million. Yeah, you mentioned that earlier. It's a lot of money. Um, we, uh, where is Medias? Medias coming right now. There he is. Do you think I don't ask for him? I ask for him? What was the, uh, story we got Maddie working on, Chris? This was, uh, about Time Warner. They acquire Bleacher Report, and now they're basically going to spin off Sports Illustrated and other magazines to a smaller, uh, company. So what does that have to do with Bleacher Report, though? What it is, is they bought Bleacher Report, and they've been trying to pawn off Time, Inc., which is the sub-company where all their 21 magazines are under. Mm -hmm. And they're trying to sell it to a company called Meredith, but they wanted to keep Sports Illustrated, Fortune, and Money magazine. Mm -hmm. They're like, no, those are the four biggest, sorry, the three biggest ones. You can't do that. So they ended up instead just breaking it off into a smaller independent company, and now they are kind of on their own without the backing of the Time Warner company. So what would that mean to anybody? What would that mean to it, the current readers? It means that the that, that Time Warner clearly thinks that the future is online and on TV, and magazines are going by the wayside. They're down 46% in sales over the past five years, so it's definitely declining and it's not going to go back up. And you're telling me that Sports Illustrated Online is not worth as much as Bleacher Report. That Bleacher, Bleacher Report is, is bigger than Sports Illustrated. It's a more viewed website. That's crazy, huh? The Bleacher Report, how they've become to dominate almost any sports discussion. Just If you just search for something online regarding the sports, uh-huh. it's, they, it's not for good journalism or ability to do things well. It's just they know how to work search engines and search engine optimization shit, and they know how to just put churn out. It's quick. It's very quick. 
everything everything that's that's brand new is on there. So you want to go to Sports Illustrated if, if you want the long articles, the profiles. But if you yeah. want just sports news and sports opinions, it's Bleacher Report or lists. Or so lists. You, yeah, people really don't want in-depth things anymore. They want something quick. They want to know what's happening and know it fast. Yeah. That's hard to believe, though, that Sports Illustrated, particularly if you grew up at a certain time, but is not as big as... Bleacher Report is how old? It's not that old. It's It can't be more than... Don't quote me, but yeah. I want to say five, six years old, maybe. Wow, that's hard to believe. Yeah, and the, and they it's not, they don't really pay any of their writers. They just had it's just they just had people come in churning stuff out. Like they tell their writers, we need lists. We don't want if if you can turn an article into a list, that's what we want. We don't want any long form articles. All just give me a fucking slideshow is what they're telling everyone who writes for them. They've got something like six thousand contributors. Yeah. And it was made in 2007, I'm seeing now. Wow. That's <laughs> five years old. That is wild. It's all about the internet now. That's that's the new thing. Well, not a new thing, but that's what's... This I got a lady, a lady friend. I got myself a bird, didn't you see, Ron? Did you really, Paul? She's from your neck of the woods, you know, and New York through and through, kidly boo. Mm -hmm. You know so her? Very, yeah, no, I don't think I know her. So you're very happy now, are you? Uh, I, I don't, I don't know what happiness yeah, I'll script, is. Am I? Okay. <laughs> now we were talking with Matty Ice. He's like our big intern. He seems. How you to doing, be, Matty Ice? He, everything seems to be about him. He shows up every day. He doesn't get sick. He doesn't seem to get too weird. Have you met Matty? Yes, how you doing? I'm great, Bearded Paul. Good to hear, good to hear. Sir Bearded Paul. Thank you, thank you for having this, uh, I really appreciate that. Do you uh, like Matty? Is he your favorite intern here? Yes, I'd say so, I like his facial structure, <laughs> hair is very done well, Yeah. nice sweater, show. he's... he's. show. <laughs> um, here is uh, Tony, Tony, you're on the Run of Fez show. How's it going today, guys? Hi. Hey, uh, that was one of the meanest jokes you've ever pulled, Ron. I heard that song, got all excited, thinking it was going to be East Side, and instead we get this dipshit. Now, why would you dipshit. say that? Oi. I mean, sometimes roles get played by other people. It's, it happens. Come yeah, on. but come on, that's, that's East Side music, man. It's Paul McCartney's music, yeah, to be honest. Yeah, it's Beard and Paul McCartney's music, <laughs> and who's ever played that beard. part at the time. I've got a beard. You do have a... Was that what that is? Because <laughs> the cat could lick it off. <laughs> I, I don't know. Oh, that's it, right. We put the cat upstairs. I forgot. It's gone. We Long were gone. all offering to watch it, but it's we were lied to. Like we were the Bobos. Oh. Like we were no better than the Bobos. Uh, here's our buddy John in Massachusetts. Hey, guys. I want to tell this science ketchup or popcorn or Paul McCartney, whatever he is, that you don't interrupt greatness. Matty Ice, dare I say, the best intern since the Draft House Kid. Whoa! Wow. Thank you. Big fan, man. I feel bad for popcorn, though. Popcorn's not even here today. Is he sick again? <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, Bearded Paul McCartney's hanging out with that janitor. Another personal what, day. What restaurant does he work at? Not sure. I don't. I don't know the name. I know it's in uh, 
Jersey. Do you ever have a? Do you know where he works, Peter Paul? Believe it or not, yeah. I do. Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> well, I keep in contact with uh, <laughs> seedlings that I believe are going to become something. Okay. So it's a little seedling that you believe is going to grow into a mighty oak. Yes. <laughs> okay. He's very, very talented. Ah. Very handsome as well. Okay. Uh, he works at a. Horrible, horrible Jesus. restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> called the Southwestern Grill. And you don't Not like that long. place. Uh, do I like it? Yeah. It's not for me personally. They they serve falafel and and shawarma and I, I don't know what, what that is. What does he do there? He cashier. He he's his best friend is the manager. Oh, so, okay. So he's he's more of an assistant managerial role. <laughs> sure, <laughs> I guess know. that could be considered that, even though he doesn't like it very much. Well, it's it's a minimum wage job. I mean, uh -huh. how how much can any person? Of any type like that. You know, the thing about that popcorn, too, is I don't think he cares if anyone wants another beer. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't <laughs> think he cares how everyone's doing. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, here's Jay. Jay, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, beer to Paul. Are you related to Comzy? Is that where you get your bags from over in England? Is, uh, it, is that uh, somebody in England's name is Cumsy? I don't believe I know who that is. Mm. Cigarette okay. magnet? <laughs> Not. Cigarette magnet? Yeah, what do you call cigarettes over there in England? Oh, a fag. Oh, jeez. Oh, okay. Hey, bearded That's Paul McCartney. Oh, that was almost a real thing. Uh, good news for you, Bear Bob McCartney. The Funky Bunch said if Marky Mark wants to, they will regroup with him. Yes. They're going to push aside all their other opportunities and go out with Marky Mark. I can't wait to hear good vibrations again. Uh, we do. Um, I've got a spy report. Spy report. Surrounded by tears for Chris Stanley. Spy report. Spy report. It's the end of... An era. Mariano Rivera said, "This is it, retirement. Oh, one last season. Jesus. That's painful. How old is he now? I want to say forty-two. He's forty-two. Well, how much longer did you think you were going to have? Forever. Him? He's still doing really well. Forever. At he's he's immortal. He's the, in freaking nature. You know, we sit around and talk about stuff of oh, back then it was better. Back then." This is the best closer in history. Of all time, easily. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Most dominating, just overpowering, just literally guaranteed lights out. I mean, he's he's been here for, what, 17 years now? Yeah. And he's thrown one pitch. <laughs> he, he has one pitch. Everyone knows yeah. it's coming, and no one can hit it. Everyone knows the cutter's coming. He controls where it is and how much it cuts, and that's, and, and that's it. He has one pitch. You know it's coming. You can't hit it. And think of other teams if they would have had him. Suppose the Atlanta Braves had him. How many World Series w would they have won? There's just no it. way of knowing. No. There's no way of knowing what he would have meant to any other teams. If the Red Sox uh, would have had him, how many more they would have had him? They would have racked it up. You just don't know. Every single other closer in the game is inconsistent. They, they get lit up sometimes. But a guy like Mariano... It goes back to what we said. Eventually, they figure you out. We made a big deal about that 
early on why you can't do stuff, and here's a guy they can't p- figure out. It, it seems like every year he has maybe a three-game stretch where everyone just hits him, and you say, oh, oh he's done, he's old, and then yeah. a week later he's back to a point oh one ERA, and everyone's like, oh, okay, it was just a little blip again. And every year it's the same thing. Oh, he's done. Oh, no, maybe he's not. All right, so that spy report is in. Uh, Sad day. It is. Well, now you go, this gives you a reason to get out to the ballpark. Yeah. You know, it Cherish. Was, you're right. He's been there for how many years now? I think it was 17, I, w- I want to say, but I'm not positive about the number. This, it's, it's around there. I mean, you could be in college and never remember a time where this guy wasn't the Yankees' closer. I don't. That is amazing. There is no point in your life where you haven't had him as your closer. He came up in uh, 95, 95, I believe. I didn't know that you followed baseball, Bearded Paul McCartney. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Totally. So 17 years, right? Totally, yeah. totally. Yeah, he's all I remember is Rivera. Since I was six. That's insane, man. That is insane. Sandman. Lights out. Great tune, mate. What? <laughs> I don't know he was still here. That's Peter Paul McCartney. How mate. do you not recognize a legend, mate? <laughs> the is the right hair is just here. Stunning. The hair is here. The hair is here. What? You call yourself the hair? <laughs> no, I'm saying the hair. Just let it go. The hair just is, let it go. He's doing good. Okay. All right. Um, All right, Paul. Up on the eye bang, make sure you see big guy takes a big fall. I was shocked to see a guy trying to throw a boulder up on top of his stick and have it go bad. The concrete <laughs> tent is great. Um, the sea otter hoop dreams. If you had to pick an animal to be, you might as well be a sea otter. They're the only ones who seem like they enjoy life. They're the only ones who enjoy water slides. Yeah. Besides humans. <laughs> and floating on their back instead of actually doing anything. Uh, dolphins seem fun. They always say the dolphins fuck for pleasure. Yeah. The, the dolphins have hands. No. no. Sea otters can pick stuff up. Sea otters are very vicious. <laughs> Thank you, Sarah Paul. <laughs> Uh, you uh, know, Sir Paul uh, knows all about sea mammals. Yeah, he's speaking <laughs> in off geography. Yeah, he was the walrus. It's <laughs> yeah. first hand. Cuckoo, cuckoo, baby. What, Austin Powers? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he gets a little more Austin Powers than Paul McCartney. Oh, because I can say baby and it's just Austin <laughs> Powers automatically, right? Does he piss you off? Does he piss you off? Yes. It seems like he, l- he lacks respect. That little fluffy, fluffy nickel, whatever he's got. Uh, we didn't wear those in the 60s. Yeah. Yeah, I guess not. Your fluffy, fl- you mean his beard? Fluffy nickel. What's uh, fluffy nickel? I have no clue. Uh, wh- whatever the, his. Attire, attire is like uh, so, plaid shirt. shirt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you didn't have plaid back in the sixties. No, not the plaid. You don't know what a shirt was. What it is? The that pirate esque fluff coming well, out of the have collar. A call for you, Sir Paul. This is Sir Paul. Ah, yes. Uh, this is Paul McCartney. I'm not sure what life you got in your studio, but I can assure you, it's not me. This is actually Paul McCartney, everybody. Isn't that great? One of two living Beatles. This is this is a weird day when non-bearded Paul McCartney calls in. 
Isn't that strange? He's right, half we, the man I am. What's that? He's half the man I am. Well, half the man he used to be, you know, from yesterday. Um, the uh, There was a thing to put up. You got to go check it out called Rape Fruit. I won't even give it away. That's funny. That. Yeah, it was, they tried to put grapefruit, but they put a grapefruit up next to it to be the G, and it's pissed everybody off. <laughs> put a it slice just as says, the G. Yeah. It just says grapefruit. Yeah, it just looks like grapefruit, and someone <clears throat> left a piece of grapefruit up there. Tasty. <laughs> I love grapefruit. I know you do. <laughs> also, check out the glamorous pictures of little Kate Hudson, which I always like to go read. People say that they would not sleep with Kate Hudson. Because that's how attractive our <laughs> listeners are. They're too attractive for a movie star. The top picture on here is nuts. Well, Cletus from Brooklyn says that she has a little boy's chest. <laughs> and is just not <laughs> interested. Uh, there's something insane with people who write on the internet. Uh, just the anonymity lets them just... It usually, it almost always just brings out badness. And but you know you're anger. a male. You couldn't possibly look at that girl and think I'm too good for her. Uh-uh. Owen Wilson tried to cut off his own arm when she left. And that's Owen Wilson. People. That's right. Dignan. <laughs> My name's Dignan, man. So what? Uh, I want to thank uh, Bobcat for stopping in here today. One nice things he said about the unmasked, huh? Awesome, wonderful. Uh, his Showtime special is "You Don't Look the Same Either." That's available on DVD in stores and online at Amazon.com. And Gotham Comedy Club dot com is the place to uh, go and see him do stand up. He is a crazy funny fucking stand up. He doesn't just do the Bobcat character. And he never sticks to any kind of script. I want to set some shit on fire. Yeah, I, I'm always looking out for people who are going to do that, though. I was in a room yesterday. I went, mm, is there any way out of this if need be? Yeah. Oh, no. There's not. Well, Paul McCarty, thanks for being here. I hope we can get popcorn back soon, though. I know, he was out sick, and then Bearded Paul shows up. I mean, Matty Ice. Matty Ice had the big five today. Now, did Popcorn ever do a box yet? Not yet. That's work. That's next week. That's the next assignment. Character work, then box work. Character work? That's right. Character. I didn't know he was doing character work. Well, I mean, he hasn't come in to do any of the characters <laughs> yet. Just these other people keep wandering in. He's but, our show's Daniel Day-Lewis. But Well, they call him Danny Lewis. Oh, do they? Yeah, Danny Little. Little Danny Lewis. <laughs> I heard they call him DDL, hmm. for sure. I mean, I've heard that. Well, you know what? I'm just gonna pull it back. That's popcorn. No, yeah, wow. that's popcorn. No. DDL. <laughs> that's popcorn. No, yeah. This kid's a crazy good actor. <laughs> yeah. It's it's true. Amazing. The, the multiple personalities just... You Are you know, feeling better? I know you were sick yesterday. Yeah, yeah. I had a 103 fever, and uh, uh, I feel better today. Good. So, you look a lot better, We popcorn. always worry about you, Popcorn. And you'll imagine you're getting along nice now? Yeah. Good. I might have to kill him All since right. he's doing oh, better. That's, that's not good. No, it's Mr. Inside and Mr. Outside. We need you both. 
We need him inside. We need you outside. As long as I'm outside. Yeah, perfect. Good. He can be inside anything. All right, that's it for us. Shutting it down. I'm going to be hanging at Molly's later on this evening. Molly's Cupcake. What time? Uh, I think probably about 8 o'clock. Okay. So, uh, 8 till closing? 8 till closing. And you're going to be online at the same time letting people know? <laughs> Is that a little too long? Maybe you won't be there till closing. So that's Bleecker Street and 6th <laughs> Avenue in the, in the West Village. In the heart of the West Village. Uh, come out and see uh, Fez Watley. He may or may not be online now, I'm understanding. And Spy Report. Spy Report. Uh, Chris, you got anything else you need to plug? Uh, New Dave Max Sports Program on Riotcast.com. I just had to throw that out real quick. Oh, I thought, so you throw your hands up. That's the Dubai Show. Dong. That's the Dubai Show. Dong. That's the Dubai Show. Dong. That's the Dubai Show. Dong.